welcome to episode 72 of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Coverton. Who are the strange customers with me today? Hi, Stefan JD. What's that? Stuart Hughes. Oh, wow. This is lame again. I'm ambushed yet again. This is Sam. <laughs> no shit. This is Jesse Chavez. Hey, we got five <laughs> people this week. We haven't done five people since Resident Evil 2, maybe? Or have no. been another one? You know what's you know what's unfortunate is the last episode we had more than four people on. I'm pretty sure was the holiday special. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. I forgot about that traversity. Yeah. <sighs> so you know, like, first, uh, Stefan, why don't you introduce what we're playing? We're gonna be yeah. talking about. We're gonna be playing the uh, developed Capcom production Studio One game, um, Resident Evil Outbreak, that came out in 2003 on the PlayStation Two. <laughs> Yes, um, I love those guys. North America. Initially released in 2003 on the PlayStation 2. In Japan. In Japan, 2003 <laughs> on the PlayStation 2. Yes, it originally started as a project called the Biohazard Network, and it featured originally it was supposed to be 20 scenarios uh, spread out across Raccoon City, and the end result is we got 10 out of those 20 broken up over File 1 and File 2. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, this is a game when I first got it back when I was a teenager. I actually had the ability to play it online with people, but my dad didn't want me to uh, run a cord from our computer modem to my room, so I never got to do that. <laughs> this is uh, initially my first uh, full playthrough. I originally, I only did the first two campaigns. So, oh, and we're only talking about the first one. We are not talking. We're not going to be talking about file number two because we didn't have enough time. And because it wasn't planned, we'll do that in another episode someday. So yeah, I'll make my references. <laughs> this game is pretty, um, pretty like intense. ahead of it's intense, but it's also like the just the game itself is really ahead of its time, too. It's worth noting because this came out in 2003 in Japan and it was a game you could play online. Like the idea was to play it online with multiple people, which we tried and failed to do because it's 17 years later and servers aren't what they used to be. I mean, um, there is a way to do it, but it, you need there's yeah. a very complicated way to do uh, it. Yeah, we were going to try and do that. But so. <laughs> I at like halfway through figuring it out, I was like, you know, what? fuck this. I got better things to do. Well, it's also yeah, that might, right. might be my favorite <laughs> message from Stefan is because I, I looked at it a little bit myself, too. And as then Stefan at some point messaged like, oh, I've got to download the Japanese version of the game. And I was like, oh, we're not doing this. And then like an hour later, you're like, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I looked into that whole process like a year ago. And when you guys mentioned that you were going to do it, I was like, all right, like if you pull it off, I'm like count me in. But yeah, because we were <laughs> going to try luck. to do it for we were going to try to do it for like uh, our, our big made like our huge playthrough of the whole series. And I think. <laughs> Yeah. It's just like, nah, it's not yeah. happening. You have to you have to do so many things. You have to change the bios and you have to download a Japanese version. You have to sign into an online account for the servers and then you have to connect the game to that. And yeah. then you have to figure out how to change it all back when you want to just play regular games. So no, you just install two different emulators. Yeah, I, I was just like, nah. And you have to do it through like a, a VPN, like Hamachi or something. <laughs> it's like just a nightmare. But I mean, like this was an online game that came out a year before like World of Warcraft came out and Star Wars, the first Star Wars Battlefront. This was a year before Halo 2. Like this is I should I should really add on ambitious. top of that, the the Japanese server actually ran like all the way to like 2014, I think 2013, yeah. somewhere in that area. It, yeah. it was really popular. <laughs> 
<laughs> there still I, is a community that's keeping it alive on a private server, which is what we were trying to set up. But like, yeah, the the community isn't dead yet for this game. It's it's got a cult following. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am not surprised at all. After like, I had never re- I've seen this game once before. A friend of mine had introduced it to me back back when it came out, and I didn't care about it. And now going back and playing it, I completely can see why people still play it. Yeah. And we're not going to, I'm not going to give Jesse shit for still playing RE Resistance, but that wasn't good enough, Capcom. You need to do better because <laughs> yeah. uh, I want a full Outbreak game. Resistance sucked. I will maintain that Outbreak is the best Resident Evil online experience that we'll probably never get to play. Um, <laughs> Oh, well, we've got two very different opinions here, Sam. So it looks like uh, it looks like I still have to get it to try it with you at some point. Yeah. Um, so here's the thing. I think Resident Evil Outbreak, this might be an unpopular opinion, next to Resident Evil 1 is the most deserving of a remake in the entire series. And that this is the most unpolished gem in the Resident Evil series by I'm far, actually... by far. It was too ahead of its time. With you. <laughs> I'm definitely going to agree with you on that. Because I was trying to think while playing this, what other survival horror multiplayer games are out there. And some background with me and Sam, we've played most of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think we've put like, like individually, we put like 70 hours into the forest at least. Yeah. A uh, couple hundred hours into like Daisy. <laughs> Yeah. We played a lot of we played a lot of World War Z, which isn't even like horror game at that point. It's like it's barely survival. A lot of the survival horror like co-op games that are out there are more just survival games or they're more action games that you play together mm-hmm. with and horror this, elements. Yeah. yeah. And this was like really well, scratching an itch that is, I think, desperately missing from like games today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the puzzles aren't oversimplified, like they don't really dilute the puzzles from the Resident Evil games that came before it. And I really have to appreciate how Capcom was very adamant on not including voice chat in this. A lot of people give the game shit for that. They're like, ah, but I want to be able to tell someone where I am. I'm like, yeah, but in a horror situation, you're not always going to be able to do that. My uh, my counter argument is proximity chat. Yeah, proximity chat. That was a huge mistake. It was a colossal mistake to not include any type of voice chat. This game is an execution or a, a labor of frustration because of that. I think I I intensely disagree on that one because again it's part of the immersion and again like I don't know just the level of detail that they put into it because like for example the ad lib system which is thousands times better than resistance you know since <laughs> Stefan had to throw that fucking shade at me uh, <laughs> asshole uh, but anyway this is can I, uh, I I think I think it's worth mentioning that I uh, this is this is my unpopular opinion I don't think multiplayer games really need voice chat anymore because most people when they play multiplayer games are talking to each other on like either if they're on a computer they're typically on like discord or skype or even on xbox i played so many multiplayer games on xbox where i'd be like in a party and i would never talk to anybody in the game i'm like why is the like what's the point like steam has their own in chat software and i'm like what's the point steam like you know you're not like people play steam games with discord open <laughs> no one's using which, Steam's which chat. leads me to, which leads me to the other plus in this system uh, you don't have to listen to 11 year olds screaming at you. Yes, oh, God, yeah. this this is a great thing that was avoided. However, in my playthrough, I like I loved each of the individual voice lines. The problem I had is that the bots would spam them relentlessly over top. Oh, God. Of yes. And it, it was immersion breaking in and of itself. And they're all oh. like they're all Resident Evil voice lines. So they're yeah, all they're like terrible fucking voice lines. Yeah. My life like, is shit. Whoa, whoa, whoa. My life is no. shit. 
<laughs> like the spamming, yes, is definitely a problem. I'll chalk that one up to the file size, you know, because there's only so much they can cram on a DVD and they have a ton of voice lines. I will say, you know, mentioning Outbreak in America, uh, File 2 actually did remove the voice ad libs for the for the context ones, not for the like help or, you know, come here or Yoko. But like, yeah. like they 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 caught on Capcom caught on to that pretty quick and like, yeah, we're not going to have them spamming lines over and over anymore. There's uh, there's yeah. eight characters who talk in this game, too. We should mention that there's Kevin Ryman. Uh, who looks like Tom Cruise. Oh, my uh, God. OK, yeah. Thank you for saying that, because that <laughs> was like, there's he Mark looks Wil- just like Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah, there's Mark Wilkins, uh, Jim Chapman, George Hamilton, David King, Alyssa Ashcroft, the second master of unlocking Yoko yeah. Suzuki, who <laughs> is a student and works for Umbrella and Cindy Lennox, who is. My future wife, if she was real. <laughs> I would like to point out that um, Alicia, uh, Alyssa Ashcroft is like, there. I as soon as I saw her, I was like, there is no way this person is not a bad guy because in the Resident Evil universe, the rules say if you wear, if you're wearing red, if you're blonde, if you have Ash in your name, or if your name is like Alyssa or something, you're the bad guy. Yeah. And everything is working against her. Where I'm like, she's she works for Umbrella, right? Like she is yeah. definitely linked to Umbrella. And no, she's just a good person who's like a reporter trying to expose them. I'm like, but with your the, name is Ashcroft. You're wearing red. <laughs> your hair is dyed what? blonde. I, I personally, she's my spirit animal. I, I love in the first scenario when the cops are like, yeah, you're on your own. We're, this is a dead end. She's like, oh, I see how it is. You bunch of pussies. <laughs> yeah, I like, ended up liking her character a lot. I was like, I can't. I don't trust her. What's going on? Yeah. I like Bo Billingsley because he's uh, voiced by uh, Bo Billingsley. I like Mark Wilkins because he's voiced by Bo Billingsley, who voiced Jet in, uh, in Cowboy Bebop. Right. Yeah. I, I wish they would have kept him for file two. They changed the entire voice cast between the games and it's a painful note. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there was they were like there was backlash to the voice chat, the the way the system was set up. And I think I feel like they were like, Oh, we need to change all of it. And it's like, no, you've got some really good voice talent with you. You just need to like expand on it and like give them room to to like be appreciated rather than just saying, Oh, we're gonna get rid of Bo Billingsley, one of the best voice yeah. actors of all time. <laughs> Yeah, speaking mm-hmm. of the voice acting though, I small note, the voice uh the voice acting and the motion capture for this game was directed by Allison Court, who was the original voice actress for Claire. Really? That's cool. Yeah. She even has a cameo in this one. That's I don't know her. if any she's the the at the very end of the scenario, the very final cutscene where it shows uh Raccoon City destroyed, she's the receptionist. Like, you have a call on line one. It's like Claire. Oh, wow. That's your nice summer catch. job. <laughs> I imagine, you know, as I do with every game we play, I always imagine it as like a uh, like what a remake would look like of it. And mm-hmm. the the remake I have in my head of this game is like phenomenal because of just how much character interaction there was clearly meant to be, and how much there ended up being is there's such a disparity between it. Like there was clearly meant to be characters like communicating within each other, talking about what's going on and reacting to it, and instead it's just like a line that comes up that tells you what's happening. But then the way the character says it is completely different where a line will say like, we need to get off this ladder. And then Joker yells, it's such a pain. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes the, the, the voice context really works out well. Like it'll be like, like, do you have anything? No, I don't. Or do you have anything? Yes, I found something. Yeah. Yeah. Bastards take key items and run away with them. Yep. Mm-hmm. I had a big problem with that. Boy, yep. was that annoying. One of my um, favorites is, um, 
I think it's Yoko who's just like, no shit. <laughs> yeah, so. Oh, that's uh, Alyssa. That's if, Alyssa. No shit. <laughs> like every yeah. five seconds. <laughs> if anyone doesn't know the story of Raccoon City, because I'm just going to set this up real quick to move us along. Sure. <laughs> uh, we've kind of already talked about it. Basically, uh, small town, In Midwestern. Like four or five different episodes. <laughs> yeah, Midwestern, small town overrun by a virus that makes zombies and there's BOWs, evil corporation running it, Umbrella. And this game has five scenarios. One that starts off at the actual initial outbreak um, running around the city, which yeah. I, I don't know about you guys, but that blew my mind, that original oh, yeah. first scenario. Yeah, the yeah, first it's... scenario is fucking amazing. Like that, that's easily my favorite of, of this of this game. Of the five scenarios in this game. Well, it's it's I, the scenario, it's the setting you've always wanted to see because it's always mentioned, but it's always, you know, over that hill, over there. It's happening over there. And if you like yeah. this is this is the reason why this game is so awesome. It puts you in that spot you've always wanted to be. Mm-hmm. The initial outbreak. I think I think it touches on something on why this game is I don't know. For me, it's a personal favorite because, again, you're not starting as a super cop. These are eight normal people hanging out in a bar having a normal <laughs> night after work mm. and they get to witness all hell just like when the, the tipping point finally breaks over and you know they can't ignore the problem anymore yeah does anyone else laugh at the uh <laughs> waiter walking by oh uh, god what a strange customer what a strange customer oh god some yeah. of the line reads are just bizarre in this game yeah there's <laughs> one where like someone's trying to break into the bar and like one of the <laughs> the character doesn't say it out loud obviously it's like a, it's like a subtitle but the character goes like huh and the subtitle is do they know we're closed <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> i think that's a cindy adlib <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> you like I just like the idea of the voice actor getting that line, and being like, "I'm not saying this dumb shit. I'll just go, huh, <laughs> huh." <laughs> uh, yeah, the, there's gems. It's yeah, such the, a like a Resident Evil reaction of just like er, er, I love how every Resident Evil game it's it's a staple in all survival horror games from like this era where like you'll go up to a mirror and your character will say something dumb that's like kind of introspective of like like was this me? <laughs> it's just it's a line that it would only exist in like a B horror movie. <laughs> And that's all Resident <laughs> Evil is still that like same like oh, what you saying he's a zombie? <laughs> it's like, yeah, you're getting it. Yeah. I don't know when Capcom figured out that they needed camp, but for the like for all these early games, I like to assume that they don't realize they're putting the camp in. Oh, and that no. I think the voice actor really did read that line thinking like, hell yeah, I nailed it. That was a great delivery. Yeah, I think it's honestly it's it's like it's a constant battle with Capcom of them like not realizing how camp they were and then coming to terms with it and then like diving into the pool way too deep mm-hmm. and then like Chris having the to boulder. take a step back. Yeah. I, yeah Chris I, the, I, like the entirety of Resident Evil 5 is camp. Yeah. And it's like, I love that. I love how camp it is. But that was definitely Capcom saying like, oh, this is what people want. And then afterwards having to be like, oh, no, they didn't want that much. Like the yeah. reason why right. I think the original games are so beloved is partially because it has that like like unintentional camp factor to them. I think the camp kind of peaked for them around Code Veronica, and then they tried scaling it back because I yeah. can tell they're they're trying to take it a little more seriously in Outbreak. Like they still have some ridiculous situations, but it's they they decided to put more of their camp factor into like Dead Rising. They're like, you know, that let that be the one where we go absolutely balls to the walls, goofy. What are yeah. you talking about, Jesse? You're telling me, come on, Claire, was campy in Code Veronica? I don't. <laughs> Two Lugers, cool. Campy, <laughs> that was the least campy part. All right, I'm talking about the cross dressing, a sniper rifle wielding 
twins yeah. going full Hitchcock. Yeah. Yeah. Or Resident Evil Zero, like, back. just going like, I think this game's going to be like a survival horror opera. <laughs> oh, God. Yes. That's what people right. want. Um, two things that I need to say, because... <laughs> one Hold on to definitely check on check out a rest of the re- we've done tons of resident Evil up so check those out it gives you more background resident Evil. but also like the way that this game plays is it's broken up into five scenarios each scenario for originally roughly about 20 minutes and then the last one's about an hour so i would say about 20 to 40 minutes for the first four and the first the first one we've been kind of talking about called outbreak which is in the bar but the way the game plays is you have about what is it eight characters you can choose from the every yes, start eight. And they're all roughly, each one has something different. Like, uh, one, the fake Leon carries a gun. The fake Leon. <laughs> That's what I call him. Well, he carries, a, he carries an extra powerful gun, a forty-five uh, caliber handgun. Yeah. And then uh, Mark, different start, ammo. Yeah, yes. Mark starts out with a normal basic handgun, and he also has a guard ability. Um, Cindy carries a pouch for extra herbs. Alyssa can do pot shots, like Kevin the cop as well where she does a special aim and her hit does twice as much damage and she can pick locks. Uh, Jim can play dead where he just drops to the floor and he gets ignored by enemies, but it also causes the virus meter to like accelerate. George can make medicine out of various herbs. He can turn blue herbs into recovery pills, or he can take medicine base and make recovery pills and antidotes and stuff like that. Yoko has a backpack, which allows her to carry more items. She gets a full eight slots where everyone else is limited to their four. Which is annoying. Yeah. Uh, It's too little. I mean, the Who point of it for- is that you always do have two other NPCs running around with you. So the idea is that if you do have other items, you can give them items to carry as they're running along with you. But again, since they're NPCs, they might go wherever. Like in most levels, they stay with you. But there were a few times when they went off somewhere else, which I'll talk about later, and took a key item. Oh, yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm like, where the fuck's the key item? And it's in the guy's inventory. I'm like, how the uh, hell did you get it? That happened yeah. to me a lot. This uh, This initial level, though, in the bar is where the outbreak comes and visits your characters. And what they do is they try to escape. And you actually kind of get to see and help out the raccoon police department. You know, mm-hmm. you're moving block cars to, for, to block zombies and setting off bombs. It's actually really cool because it does, like Sam said, it shows you the people fighting for their lives against the outbreak. Yeah, the it's that nice, like, ground zero, like, environment, which is... Like almost never done in zombie games, and even like zombie movies. Like I, I like I still remember uh, the remake, the Zack Snyder remake of Dawn of the Dead, which is an okay movie, but that opening shot is still like fantastic because it shows the chaos of like the beginning of a zombie outbreak, and that's always that's always like eh, like in any game they're like, okay, this happened, and now you're in it. It's like no, I want to see it happen. I want to be there when it happens. Like that sounds like the cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Outbreak is chaos pretty, outbreak serves as the thesis statement to the rest of the game where it just mm. establishes this is the outbreak. You are here. You are not a super cop. You're you're an essential worker. Deal with it. You're an essential worker. Yeah. <laughs> I would have killed to play this game online because single yeah. player was unbelievably frustrating, but I could see what it was trying to be. And what it was trying to be was amazing. Like, yeah. I'm so mad this game hasn't gotten a chance to be remade. And I'm, I'm so more, mad I... that when Resistance was coming out, they teased it as out. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. I, I, um, will... I feel bad talking about this game because we're going to talk it up because I, I think a lot of us are actually really impressed by this and like it a lot. But like it is a problem because we're saying like, oh, this game is great, but we're basing it on the idea of what the game was meant to be when it came out, playing it online with multiple people. And I that's mean... just like that's not impossible, but it is 
the next thing, the next closest thing to impossible right now. I would say even with a single player, like the five, I'm not an RE fan. As anyone listening to the show knows, <laughs> I, I like, I love Resident Evil. I love the brand. I fucking hate playing the games because I'm don't <laughs> like horror games, but this was a intense experience. Like the whole game was, I was entertained. Mm. It, it, even though like there are five different chapters, well, essentially 10, if you play both 10 different chapters, that don't really connect. There is no overarching story. It's kind of like an arcadey type where each each level is a brand new experience because you don't keep anything. But it's still it's still a good RE game. Yeah, yeah, and that it has the same. It has like the RE heart to it, which is um, impressive because that is like like uh, there are a number of Resident Evil games that have come out that where Capcom is like we're going to do something different, and quite a few of them lack that like central heart. And that's such an important thing to make these games worthwhile. Like, I think uh, the Sam and I had a huge conversation about this when Resident Evil 7 came out. We're like, it's a completely different game, but it, at its core, it still has the heart of a Resident Evil game. Oh, you're going to love is, this. It's impressive. Part <laughs> oh, no. of this, Alyssa, I think it's Alyssa, the reporter. Mm, ha- is, yeah. Her name is in Resident Evil 7 somewhere. Yeah, it's oh, there's yeah, an article yeah. she writes. Yeah. So Ooh. technically... Part of this game is canon. Yeah, well, actually, no, this entire game is canon. Yeah, the whole game is canon. <laughs> oh, oh, the, both, uh, ch- both file one and two are canon. Yeah, the the um, the police station level the central statue that yeah that no not not the not not outbreak the first mission but the, when when you're in the police station you're in um the RPD the um uh, the central statue that moves down so you can escape through that was that's what RE one RE two remake uh, I based don't there. Think... That's in oh, this one. Oh, is that an outbreak too? There's no yeah. police station in this. <laughs> I get it mixed I, together. The scenarios yeah, all no. play out the same. I love them, but I, I, yeah. I will touch on on the uh, remakes. Uh, the the remakes uh, really really love outbreak and have a lot of respect for them because if for those who keep an eye out, there's a ton of references to mm. the outbreak games scattered throughout the entire thing. Yeah. The name of the police officers in the West Office; those are all outbreak characters, yeah. with a a couple exceptions, and with uh, the exception of JoJo. <laughs> Yeah, the inclusion of Mr. Raccoon from the he's from the Wild Things Raccoon City Zoo level in File Two. So like, there's yeah, there's uh, I could go on about that, but I won't because I won't. Don't yeah, want not, to derail not the file episode. Two, let's, we'll uh, get there eventually let's, in the show. Let's not forget that the team for the Raccoon City is uh, the Raccoon Sharks. Yeah, just the Raccoon Sharks. forgot about yeah, that. Established that. in Dark Side Chronicles. Yeah. Oh, but I, I do want to talk a little <laughs> more about the first level. Like that whole first level, like when you're trying to escape the bar and you have to find the keys. Like one thing about that, really in the first level, the zombies never stop coming, which makes sense. Like they, mm-hmm. they keep busting into the bar that you're in. If you go into an area, you have to put in one part, you're supposed to put boards up in a hallway and they'll eventually break it down. But they just keep coming because you have to again, keep that, moving. It, it's, I mean, and also, we we briefly mentioned it. The entire every level you are infected with the virus, and as the level progresses, the, every time you get hit, you will the virus will speed up faster. And if it gets to right. hundred, well, of course, you die. There are the um, only game that that's happened in. This is the only game where it's had a virus gauge, which I loved the suggestion that like everyone's infected and everyone's gauge is gonna go until you get to decisions. Decisions, as far as you know, like your character's mm-hmm. going to die. Yeah, yeah that's. that's... That's, that's always the... like, um, go ahead. <laughs> it's all right. Go ahead. I was gonna say that's always like, yeah, it's always left out of Resident Evil games. And the assumption that I've always had to make with Resident Evil games is that Leon is just basically Leon is immune for some reason or like canonically, he just never gets bit in yeah. the first couple games. And I'm less always susceptible. Yeah. Like I've always wondered, like in the first Resident Evil, if you play as Chris, you could or as, uh, yeah, if you play as Chris you, or Jill, you can see Richard. Is it Richard who's like getting infected and um, Rebecca's trying to help him? 
by the snake. Yeah. yeah. But he He's gets poisoned. bit by the snake. So it's like, I always like, it's nice to have a Resident Evil game where the virus is also like a legitimate threat and not just a plot point. Right. Yeah, that's like, the, the fact that, you know, people are getting sick and you could turn into a zombie. I think Sam and I've been playing World War Z a lot lately. <laughs> and I love that in World War Z. If you die, you turn into a zombie. And that's like, <laughs> that isn't like, I would love that in, in this kind of game. Well, that's, that is in this game. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the greatest in things online mode. It. Yeah, you can actually turn into a zombie and take revenge on your teammates if they left you to die or killed you. <laughs> it's one of my favorite. There's a little it's a smaller game, and I think it was kind of under the radar, maybe deservedly because it wasn't like the best game. But I think it had a lot of the same appeal that Outbreak had called. Uh, it was called Contagion, and it was uh, essentially the same kind of story. Like, you know, you you're with people and you've got to survive and get to like the end of a level. And it's like the closest thing to like a modern version of Outbreak that I think we've gotten. And yeah. that was one of the ad like the aspects of it I love that if you died, you essentially became a zombie and you could like herd other zombies to the survivors. And so I would play it and be like, I kind of hope I die so I could just ruin everybody else's <laughs> escape. Yeah. If we played online together, there would have been a lot of that going on. Oh, yeah. We probably <laughs> would have never finished a level because one no. of us would have gone off to die purposely. <laughs> yeah. like, I am now the bad guy. <laughs> Coming back to the scenario, though, I got to say, I really have to appreciate the next speed that it moves because you have to basically you can't go out the front door because there's zombies outside so you have to make your way up the building to the mm. stock room which is for some reason on the third floor which mm -hmm. i'm not going to question that one too much but <laughs> but then you have to go all the way to the roof and then you have to break a fence and then you have to jump to the apartment building next door and then you have to go down through the apartment out to the street and you just you keep going until you reach main street and you find that it's just filled wall to wall with zombies and there's police that are trying to like set up a bomb and they like die in the process yeah and then you have to blow up the entire street it's great it's um, it, it, it has the sense. same feeling to me as like res like when you come across the village at resident evil 4 and you're just like pushing shit in front of doors like trying to block like barricade yourself in and go up on the roofs and like get yeah, away from the massive zombies it's it is the start of the outbreak. You you board up yeah. one of the doorways and that buys you what like thirty seconds maybe. Zombies yeah. pile up and, and they rip it off. You're trying to uh, get up onto the roof and you and you're not knocking the fence down, which takes some time. And there's zombies coming at you and zombie crows. Um, you get you get down and and what I love is when you when you finally come back down into the street and you meet the police officers, you can find little notes and articles that are like clearly the uh foreshadowing of this event happening and they mm. even reference some bizarre murders that happened of young blonde women disappearing referencing resident evil 2's uh chief irons and the yeah. murders that he was doing like this game had all the lore i wanted in that first scenario <laughs> and yeah. like i just wish that whole thing could have been expanded to well i mean it was outbreak and outbreak file 2 were all these little inc incidences in the one place i cared about the most the heart of raccoon city yeah. yeah, yeah, it's my uh, it's my Resident Evil Eight idea <laughs> come to life essentially. <laughs> but but if like they were to pre... ever make a if they were to ever make a Resident Evil TV series, I know they keep talking about it, but if they oh, ever get around the to it, of it. They are, they are this working. this is the perfect this is the perfect template for one. I think like oh, yeah. small contained mini series more likely, but like this would be it. Yeah, it's funny that even it. um even like Walking Dead when it started. Walking Dead starts with what the fuck is it? the name is his name is Lincoln Andrew Lincoln is the actor yeah. Rick uh, with, Grimes uh, Rick Grimes yeah it starts with Rick Grimes waking up like six weeks later and they skip the entire like 
initial I, outbreak. No, like, I don't know why I they do that, want that. I just like I is it I don't know if it's hard to write that or if it's hard. It wasn't in the graphic novels, which I get, but like you can add well, that in or like do something later. Like this is like the, and they tried that with like Fear the Walking Dead, where they're like, We're gonna go back to like the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's but they it's so rare that that happens, and I always wonder like, is it hard to figure that out? Is it hard to write that? Is it is it that just writing that it would end up having to be its own story and you would never get past it? I don't maybe, know. Maybe for like an opening season that would have been too big on the budget maybe <laughs> well, yeah, right. side, side note before i go back to the game uh originally they were supposed to go back to that they were going to show the fall of atlanta but they fired frank darabont and yeah. they scrapped all that because amc they they don't give a fuck well amc never has like amc is so rarely gets a long form tv show that like is able to run continuously that they just panic <laughs> like yeah they like they lucked out with with Breaking Bad and then any other show they get they're like oh it's three seasons fuck what do we do uh, uh fire everybody uh, yeah originally originally it was going to be an episode and it was going to be seen through the eyes of that soldier Rick finds dead in the tank essentially but and anyway <laughs> I would, that's why I think I love um another graphic novel uh like Thirty Days of Night so much because it is that like. It is just focusing on like, okay, this is happening. We need to learn how to deal with it. And it's just people in the middle of and like uh, it's vampires in that. But it's like essentially people in the middle of an outbreak learning how to come to terms with it. And this game is the closest to like a Resident Evil series doing that. I mean, like, oh, like the zombies are here now and we don't really know what's going on. But we need to like we need to just survive. I have to applaud the I know the voice acting's hokey for like the ad libs and stuff, but I really do like the monologues that the characters give at the end of every scenario where they're like, I'm terrified, but I I have to keep going. The, yeah, it's the nice, sound um... design that accompanies and like the mm. voice acting. The voice acting is one of the weaker points. The dialogue itself is not weak, but the sound design and the music, especially, are some of the best in the entire oh, series. The, yeah. the, the opening segment, the opening segment alone, I think that's the best opening ever in a Resident Evil series. It was even, a masterclass um, in transitions and beautiful st- visual storytelling. Yeah, even the like the just the tiny things they do just all work really well for it. Like when you are when you're like it's, it doesn't do the door transition typically. It does the uh, uh, just like a black screen and it's a heartbeat. And I just I love that little detail of like the heart beating really loud. And it's like yeah, this is a stressful situation. <laughs> Yeah, this just, isn't uh, Chris. This is a health Also, just, just go ahead. Healthy head. Just yeah. go ahead and watch that opening uh, cinematic to Outbreak, and then go watch one of those dumbass openings to the Resident Evil movies. This oh, is what God. you missed out on. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the thing that I do yeah, want to say is annoying. every level is also a little different, like depending on what mm. difficulty you played on. Um, I played on easy, of course, because it's me. And one thing I have noticed constantly is that. Like, there's enemies that weren't in the guide, because the guides that were reading were all normal. Everything tends to be in the same place, at least on easy in every level but one. All the items are in the same place as normal. But as I was looking through, as I'm looking through the Wikipedia, they're apparently on, on hard and very hard, there is a mutated earwig you can fight. Yes. Yeah, the scissor tail. And I, mm. I like, I'm like, oh, okay, that, had my, that has my attention now. Which just... tip? For anyone who, uh, any listeners who plan on playing this, if you play hard difficulty, keep a can of pesticide spray. It's a one hit kill for those. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Bug spray. And who knew? Another thing we should mention <laughs> is that throughout this game, they also have event checklists that you're supposed to do, like find this key, use this key, mm-hmm. um, just random little things. And I mean, I didn't do any of them. because I was like, I was just trying to beat the game as fast as I could. <laughs> Well, one, you have a timer, and I'm, I'm me. So 
it but it's interesting yeah. like they have like even in the first level you have a security guard that's with you who's sick who you have, you have to like you have to carry him and escort him to the top of the roof and then he'll end up shooting himself in the head because he's like i'm infected i know i'm infected there's no point well Ooh. you don't have to you don't have to escort him that's the thing i, I didn't escort him I could leave him to, you I can leave him to die i just left him <laughs> that took that's cold time. mike that's cold <laughs> well i forgot <laughs> about him <laughs> it's it's a it's a it's a great low-key tutorial for shouldering injured teammates like oh look you have someone who's already injured carry them mm. i never did that and, and uh if anyone is worried about that um infected meter that keeps going up through your, your playthroughs because when i initially played this i was worried about that i was like god i actually don't like that but it doesn't really play a big role i would say and there's these little pills you can pick up every once in a while called antivirus pills and they stop the infection for a small period of time so Her herbs will do that too if you yeah. use any herb it'll halt temporarily so the it's not only, a big part only in the fifth level is it i was at 50 percent, and that was like an hour long level for me to figure it out so mm -hmm. with a guide yeah, yeah that, that initial episode is like 10 minutes long if you know what you're doing yeah. yeah, I should also add every character has a different infection speed. I think Kevin's has the fastest and Yoko, she her her infection goes the slowest, hinting she's got like more antibodies. Mm -hmm. Well, she's the uh, amnesia lady, right? Yeah. Yeah. The one I who mean, worked for Umbrella in her past. Which you're about to talk about. One thing I do want to say that like when you'd mentioned earlier about how Leon, you know, doesn't get bit. I always like to assume that some people like in a normal disease, there's always some people that will have antibodies that just can't get infected. Yeah, that's uh, part of the lore. Actually, it's like eight or 10 percent of the population will never get infected by the T or the G virus. Yeah. And that's yeah. just norm. I mean, that's just anything. Like every disease is always going to be some people that just are immune to it. Mm -hmm. It's hinted at in uh, the Resident Evil 3 remake recently. That's a subplot for Jill where she's like constantly freaked out that she's just going to turn into a zombie because of her Arclay experience. Okay. Well, it's always the question with um, like Sherry in the series where she's like, I guess Sherry is like the perfect example of like, oh, she got infected and now she can just take the antivirus and not be infected. But she has to always take it. But also she's like a god now who can just heal any any like damage to her like it's so confusing and i feel like they uh, tried to and i'm i'm sorry but in resident evil 6 i'm gonna bring it up i feel like they tried to be like here's like the downside of it and try uh, to like explore a little bit more but it's it's one of those things in resident evil i feel like they need to like avoid exploring the disease itself sometimes because it just raises too many questions like, uh, it's infected can or who's immune like feasibly is like is chris immune does he have the antibodies or is he just really good at like not getting bit yeah i mean they, they touch on it here and there i don't remember her having to take the antivirus constantly i think it's just she has a leftover healing factor because of because it didn't like wipe the virus out completely it just halted its progression shouldn't everyone just do that then <laughs> well I, I thought that the lore suggested that you would be okay if you caught it really early in the infection where you mm -hmm. where you run into trouble is if you if you're not early with it like even the antivirus doesn't save you it just mutates and like it's a at least in the movies it suggested that it was like you you you're fine as long as you can continue to take the antivirus mm -hmm. but it's, you know, when it runs uh, out that, that's that's the movie lore that's completely yeah. that's a whole other realm of but even in the games like as soon as anyone brings up Wesker, it's like, well, I don't know what the fuck the virus is. <laughs> like, yeah. Wesker is yeah. infected and also in control of it, and he doesn't take antibodies. I don't know. Well, the idea was that, you know, the T virus was supposed to, like, in one in a thousand, give you a tyrant, a perfect mutation. That was the intention of it. Right. 
and uh, I guess Wesker was, you know, one of those one in one thousand or mutated it in a way to, to pull that off. But you don't really yeah. see that in this one. And this one is just like you slow down the virus or you halt it for a yeah, short period. You're of time. all just so, you're just normal people, which is nice. Yeah. You're not, you know, yeah. you're yeah, not I, boulder puncher Chris Redfield. You're some guy that looks like Tom Cruise. <laughs> I like how a lot of the characters... Ordinary people in extraordinary circumstances. Yeah. yeah. Well, some of the characters, I should say, have like a level that kind of feels like that's where they would belong in. Like in well, yeah, the absolutely. Sec- the yeah. second level below freezing point is where you start getting a bunch of cutscenes that kind of show you, like, you see a scientist putting something in a tube. You see... <laughs> and you end up seeing where Yoko, who I forgot because I wasn't paying that much attention, has amnesia. She's one of the characters you can play as. And like she know and I guess if you play as her, she has ID cards that help her get through the place a lot faster. Which and I this didn't is, know. This that. is an this is an example of where like you look at this game and you see all the little things that they did and you see their execution and you just think of all the possibilities you'd have with a remake. All the little little inserts mm. in lore. All the the nice little story moments that happen. The game is pretty light on story. It really is mostly, you know, you get in and you get out and minor story events kind of happen to you, which Uh is not all that unrealistic, I think. You know, these people are focused on like, let's get the hell out of here. I don't want to find out why this lab is here. I want to live. Yeah, I always uh, equated it to like, um, it's kind of like creep show where it has like Mm -hmm. different scenarios of different people going through bad things. But each episode's told differently. God, how amazing yeah. would it be if the Crypt Keeper was at the end of every scenario? God. <laughs> I, mean, I don't see it the hotel. as each what scenario kind of connecting. You. <laughs> like, especially this one. Like, in the first one, I think you get on a... Well, you blow up all the zombies, and that's kind of the end of that scenario. Yeah. But, like, with this one, you're in the freaking lab that uh, William Birkin's in in Resident Evil 2. Like, you're in that lab. And I and in my opinion, they never would have... Like, this is the one that you can kind of cut out, because this right, one would never have happened. Yeah, uh, they wouldn't have gotten in here, I don't think. I mean, maybe Yoko. I hear you say that since you love Hunk so much. Well, so, no, I love, I, if, if, if anybody hasn't known this, I, the Hunk is probably my favorite character, and I guess he's my favorite because you never find out any more than him, or mm. any more about him, really. Like, there's almost no information about him. But I think I think this is, again, another example of where they kind of, where they lacked a little bit of story where they needed it. I could have seen them running into that because they had Yoko on the team and she had some amnesia, some not like, Hey, we should go here. I think this place is safe. Any little, any little, just little tidbit of information starting that mission off would have been, I think enough to justify, Hey, we found umbrella's secret lab. Like we do in every game. It's not that secret. We keep finding it. Mm -hmm. It made me think of, um, because uh, Sam and I both really enjoy the first Resident Evil live action movie. I, we're, we both admit that. We both think it's real. I, I legit think it's a great movie. But it made me, that whole section made me think, like, as much as I love that movie and how, like, ridiculous it is, and just, you know, uh, Michelle Rodriguez just blasting zombies away with an infinite MP, MP5, I was imagining, like, how that movie would be different and how much better it would be if it was, like, this scenario of, like, people just waking up in that lab and there are zombies, but there's no like action heroes to come and save them. It's just them getting out. And the story is so minor that it's just hints as to what happened. And be like, that's a really good movie. That plays right. more to like the survivors of Dawn of the Dead or something where you get to see casual people <laughs> fighting as opposed to like yeah. a Bruce Willis super cop, you know? And you yeah. don't ever find out in the like the dead series. You don't really ever have an idea of like what's going on with the greater stories of the zombies until you watch all of them and you put like the the little pieces together that they just give you tiny hints of. Like usually at the beginning of those movies, they'll be like like of a news reporter talking about something in the background, and that's the only story you get in terms of like the greater narrative. 
A uh, satellite yeah. crashed. Uh, yeah, so, oh, there was a meteorite that landed near Washington, D.C. And, and then you like at the end, you just see the cars flipped over and on fire in D.C. And it's like that there, it would be so easy to make that movie and make it over the top and ridiculous. But the reason Night of the Living Dead is so great is because it's just five people surviving in a farmhouse. At least yeah. it has a little bit of self-aware humor, though, where they interview the hick guy and he's like, yeah, they're all messed up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Still got that campy humor in there somewhere. So, yeah, couple uh, couple uh, things I want to say about like the second uh, below freezing point is just that that level that that level is by far my least favorite for at least like <laughs> coolness factor. Like it, it's just a big puzzle level. There's not a lot oh, of zombies. That fun? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like well, it. So Mike, I, I think this is, this is unfortunate because you know you're not a huge fan of the series. But at the time, that was effectively a remake of Resident Evil Two. Uh, yeah. In terms of the environments, that was the first time we had seen them remade from their uh, low res mm. graphics. We'd seen them first time in 3D. And so especially at the time that it came out, like this oh, was bored yeah. by it was one of the main selling points for the for outbreak at the time. It was just like check out all these uh, environments from Resident Evil Two and Three and PS Two okay. graphics. I could see that being a huge fan service. To me, it didn't matter. I mean, yes, I played Two and Three, but I could I could give a shit about the part. <laughs> in terms in terms of narrative, I actually I enjoy Below Freezing Point because there's an issue of trust in the in the scenario and the way it's written. Because no matter who you pick, usually I play as Yoko because I don't want her to die. If you if you play as anyone oh. else, she she zombifies. Okay, because I shot her in the face. I, I thought yeah. she got. <laughs> if you play it, you actually get more story if you play through as Yoko. And essentially, it's all these survivors that are kind of stuck with her, and she has amnesia, but she's kind of starting to piece together some of her past. And Monica, the the human antagonist of this level, pretty much like you know talking to her as if she still remembers who she is, and she's just like, you realize like, oh, we're enemies, and I don't know you. Yeah. Also, if you go through that scenario as Yoko, you can basically bypass like half the puzzles and just use her security card to like oh, get yeah. through it, which is great. Yeah. I love but how much like, of uh, Resident Evil logic is based on like, like, oh, if you're a researcher, you can get into this lab by just swiping your key card. But if you're not a researcher, you have to solve this puzzle. And I just imagine <laughs> some security chief going like, why don't we just make it so that you can't get in the room if you don't have a key card? And they're like, no, we have to give them a chance. Yeah, you have to log in. You have to scan your fingerprint. Then you have to go up three levels. Whereas Yoko's just like, oh, yeah, my thumbprint's already in here. Boom, bitch. Let's go. So, like they're talking to, like some HVAC guy. And they're like, this is a completely inefficient vent system that you've built. And he's like, yeah, but what if somebody needs to get into the lab and they don't have a key card? And like, well, then they can't get in the lab. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I've been installing HVAC in secret labs for 10 years, son. <laughs> Yeah, the 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 basic setup, by the way, because I don't think we broke down the scenario. So the survivors end up in a tunnel, which, God, if they had just went the other way, they could have escaped. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to freedom right. but anyway they end up going uh starting at the train platform from the end of resident evil 2 and they work their way up through the lab which has been frozen over because uh that was a researcher's solution to trying to prevent the bow's from escaping the lab by just freezing everything one mm -hmm. good umbrella employee <laughs> in the entire series <laughs> um yeah yeah <laughs> i was trying to take a blowtorch to his hand yeah. uh, uh, I, mean, I ran good. through that really fast though but like all the hunters there's a bunch of frozen hunters that you see and then they get defrosted and they're 
looking to kill you, I guess, but I just ran past their asses. Isn't, that, isn't that a fun way to foreshadow the danger, though? You have mm. you have all these frozen enemies that you can't do anything to. You have to keep running past them, not really and knowing you know when they're, they're going to. Come. No. And then you find the, the heat up switch and you're like, oh, OK, well, now I know this is going to be a problem. I love that it's kind of based on like some reality, too, because like some amphibians and reptiles can be frozen and thaw and still survive. <laughs> so I love the idea yeah. that like they just froze them and they're like, eh, like, well, well, when they thaw them out, they'll still be alive. They can still like that's how they like shift them into other countries. They freeze them and then like thaw them out when they get there. Well, yeah. don't they usually random randomly put them in like water tanks anyway until somebody just happens to walk right, by, yeah. then they want to bust oh, yeah. out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. While the uh, while it's a little known fact about Umbrella Labs, but while the labs are functional, they have a little like a uh, screen that's like a twenty four hour YouTube stream playing on the labs, so just to keep like the the tyrants happy. And then as soon as the lab shuts down, those go off, and so they just get it like bored, and they have to attack everybody. <laughs> yeah, it, the it's great once you defrost the lab, and then you have to do the fucking battle royale at the train platform with oh, the God. elevator that goes up to the storehouse, and then once you get up there. Then you have to fight a G embryo, which was originally supposed to be William until the developers were like, oh, wait a minute. Canonically, that doesn't make sense. He wouldn't be here in this timeline. Mm. Never mind. We'll just make it a G enemy. And it sucks because they actually have a model for him in the game that we never get to see. That makes sense. I'm I'm OK with that, because like with this being canon, you can't you don't want to have random events that can't yeah. coexist. And having some random person like <laughs> the G virus does make sense. You mm-hmm. say that, but like Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3, both the originals and the remakes do that shit constantly where they're like yeah. they're kind of like contradicting each other. And it's still great. And like, I don't care. But yeah. it's just like like the idea of canon in the Resident Evil universe is like, does that make sense? Nah, uh, who gives a shit? <laughs> like, it's uh, hard yeah, to be like, like a satellite to pinpoint one person with a tattoo. OK, yeah. let's not go yeah, there. The, uh-uh. the, the way the can, the way canon works in terms of Resident Evil Outbreak, because it's it's citizen you know, like who was doing what and where that parts up in the air. But the way it is, like if it's anything involving a difference in maps, that doesn't count because you know, they, they do make plenty of deviations. But if it's plot, like they touch on like who they meet, what happens, you know, who, you know, when they get to escape, how they escape, that stuff usually applies because it doesn't interfere with the main canon. I love the idea of them having like a like a chart in their office in like the Capcom studios or it's like like canon is important. Like and it's like a list of the things that matter in terms of canon. And like number two is, is it sensible? Does it make sense? Is it like legitimate? And then number one is, is it a cool scene? If it's a cool scene, then nothing else matters. Uh, yeah, for, for a good chunk of the franchise development, they actually had a Bible and they, they actually kept it fairly tight in regards to most things. It wasn't until the later games where they're just like, Oh, I drew this image that looks cool. Let's use it. Yeah, uh, I mean, it is a lot to keep track of. There's the, yeah. even these things you can buy called the Resident Evil archives, and those aren't even a, like 100 percent correct. So I, I wouldn't really expect Capcom to keep everything locked tight. It's especially the when they're when they trying keep to revisiting the same events. Though. I was like, let's go to back to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. part like, of it, too, is just like at some point, I just don't care. Like, I appreciate it when stories are like there's an attempt to keep things making sense. But on some level, it's like it's still a story. And I don't really it doesn't really matter to me that it's 100 percent accurate. If doing something a different way is better for gameplay, better for enjoyment, better for entertainment value. 
I'm fine with as, it. I can, I'll as long it. as it doesn't blatantly contradict or try to like, yeah. like if there was a scene where you canon. killed Wesker, yeah, it'd be like, okay, that's a little bizarre. Well, but, like I always say, just choose your own canon. You don't have to yeah. follow the companies. It's the same thing matter. with like Star Wars, where it's like those stories, like just whatever story you like, just just like it. It doesn't matter that it doesn't if it doesn't happen because you still <laughs> so, you still enjoyed it. <laughs> you can always so, uh, write your own fan fiction anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so I have a question for everyone. The last one for uh, below freezing point. Did anybody use the train on the final boss? Yes. 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 Of course. Mm-hmm. I managed to get that. You got it. Super happy. Yeah. This is great. I love the ad libs when you like. Yeah. Here's here's a common big boy and just bam. <laughs> it was uh, cool. I, I like that this game, like the first level doesn't have a boss fight. You just set off a bot like a puzzle. But then mm. every other level has a boss fight, which I, I thought was cool. That's a, another thing. Every level, I I don't I didn't double check to see who each director was, but every level, I think, had a different director that just oh, really? some of them yeah, very, direct. very differently in style. That makes that's sense. cool, though. I, I can't think of any time I've ever played like an anthology game series. And that's, that's like a really cool idea. And I didn't realize this. That the hive scenario is it takes place in the same hospital that you that you go to as Carlos in Resident Evil Three, right? Mm-hmm. Raccoon General, yeah, yeah, the one That's hospital. Cool. I mean, you think of Raccoon City is a pretty big city, wasn't it? Like, I it's say. a pretty poppin' city, but it's not like I think <laughs> area wise. Yeah, it's a hundred thousand people, which is not that big of a city. Well, I population mean, of six hundred fifty-four thousand. It says what? okay. Yeah. Oh, well, that's There's a difference that's a in the lore city. then. So you're saying 100,000 people died of an epidemic? Hmm. Uh, ouch. But uh, it, record, was a... Sam, you said 100,000. Mike, you said about 600,000. Yeah. The population of Washington, D.C. is 700,000. So okay. that's to give yeah. reference to like what that actually means. Thank you. So, I mean, but... it, it's kind of like, to me, I just something that you feel like it might have had multiple hospitals. I was thinking it was a different place, but I'm okay with it being the same place. And, and I got to say, the Hive scenario is... I hated it, but I hated it in a good way. <laughs> the Hive scenario gifts us with a pursuer type enemy, kind of like yeah, yeah. Nemesis or Mr. X. Him. It speaks Leash to the Man. strengths of the game and how they created it, that they would have different AI for each scenario, and this is one of them. The Leech Man is actually a pretty badass antagonist because he mm-hmm. just falls through the vents randomly if you hang out in a room too much, which is fucking mm-hmm. terrifying. There's oh, only like two or three uh, rooms in the hospital, you're safe. Yeah, that, uh, the problem for me was a popular enemy in a room in Resident Evil Zero, and, mm-hmm. and then it kind of again in Resident Evil Seven. Mm-hmm. He's in a yeah. room for me that had a, a key item that I needed, and he wouldn't fucking leave. And I was trying to play without getting hit because I was using save states, of course. And I just couldn't do it. Like no matter, Did I could have probably learned out. I, who, I didn't have time for carry those things. I know the thing that well, would those save you all your necessary. Yeah, <laughs> I had a couple, um, but I used them earlier, and I I was carrying other things, so I because four slots really suck. <laughs> I think um, I'd be remiss without mentioning, or at least bring it up in some level, by the way, the leech, the actual leech is it's it's just a big old badge, isn't it? <laughs> I, <laughs> like. <laughs> I actually fucked up that fight. Are we talking about the last boss fight? No, the, the pres- last fight of the high where you fight a giant leech in a sewer. Yeah, the yeah. Leech, the giant vagina monster. Like, yeah. it's just a vagina monster, right? I, okay, if you're going to talk about vaginas, what about the Plant 42 that was in the second okay. scenario? Okay, yeah. I think, yeah, that too, but I think the leech, like, way more so. Like, when you it come across the leech... It literally spits at you. Yeah, like, the first time you come across the leech, it's like, it started, it, like, you're like, what the fuck is that thing? And then it starts spewing white liquid everywhere, and you're like, oh, okay. 
All right. Yeah, it's like when you first. Uh, this get, isn't like, a, a Silent Hill at, game. Uh, what the fuck? It's like when you first get a good look at like the face huggers and Alien. You're like, oh, oh, they had a very clear vision of what they were trying to make. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're you're not wrong though. It does. It, it does look questionable. Very mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of Yannick imagery in uh, video games for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> a huge thing in the Silent Hill series do. It's just like, like, all right, we need to make a giant monster. Okay, what's it going to look like? Well, we already have a giant penis monster. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel they're a vagina monster. <laughs> they're probably trying to channel their inner Geiger a bit with this one because they definitely <laughs> take inspiration from Alien and Aliens, you know, <laughs> it's in the so franchise. Over the top. I was just like, holy shit. All right. <laughs> But I, I I like I mean I enjoyed the hive. It was just intense running through that entire level, being chased by. I mean, and like the blood packs are awesome. I did use them periodically. It's just that I only could carry so many, and I ran out of them. But mm. oh, they were great because you throw a blood a blood pack blood pack down, and that hot, that leech man <laughs> just eats it, books it. Yeah. I mean, I love I, the I I like the fact that how you get rid of him after he's chasing you throughout this entire level. You have to go into a weird heating room and you put him in you you put a blood pack down he runs in there start heating the blood you run out and just cook him yeah <laughs> i had uh, a lot of questions uh, during that section because when i was looking i looked it up and i noticed that in the japanese version of the game the hive is called the den and i was trying to find out if in like any other games or like the first movie if in like the japanese version if they call it the den instead of the hive or if that's <laughs> just a situation in this one I- game I think in the American translation for the game, they were trying to make more parallels to the movie because the movies were really, I think this came out around the time Apocalypse was coming out. Yeah. And uh, one of Alyssa's outfits is supposed to be a reference to Alice's dress from the first movie. Oh, yeah. uh, Apocalypse was 2004. So yeah, the first movie would have come out. There's an, I have an advertisement for Apocalypse in the instruction book, actually. <laughs> huh. Yeah, I, I should mention this. I played on my PS2 and the the door load times were nearly 10 seconds each. Oh yeah. My God. It was, uh, it was very frustrating. And yeah. watching, watching any let's plays, like they wait for like three seconds. And they get a door load. Like this game took so long to work through for me. Yeah. To get, to get shorter load times, you have to play on a fat PS2 with the PS2 hard drive installed. Cause that was their solution. Like just get one of those and it'll shorten your load times. I mean, the PCX X2 I use work perfectly. Yeah, yeah, okay, so, emulator uh, boys, I get it. <laughs> I mean, there were still low time, but they were, they weren't. I mean, they were longer than I'm used to. But bad, I'm like, but yeah, in, when this game came out, it was like horrifically bad load times. I mean, like, and there's every time you go into a room, there's a load. Every, I mean, there's so there's tons of loads in this game. Uh, I mean, if you're a Resident Evil fan, you're probably used to it at a certain point. So yeah, I, I mean, yeah. there are just times where it's like. It's so much because there's some rooms that you go like you go in and out of. It's like, God, I've got to wait 20 seconds, essentially. Like this room is going to be 20 seconds of loading. It's like, God damn it. All right, fine. Like I'll bite the bullet. But and and I don't I don't like that. That is like a a discredit to the game. But it's also worth mentioning again that like this was a game in 2003. And that's still really impressive at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got you got to think about it like this. This is dynamic third person camera work where the camera will it'll move in some camera angles, but it's like a fully 3D environment still. Mm. So and it's I'm meant sure to be played kind of... by multiple people at a time. Like, yeah. yeah. This is but... also where we get like zombies actually breaking through doors because that didn't happen for a long ass time. And, you know, now in the remakes, we're a little bit spoiled because 
they'll just walk right through them. But yeah. now we're getting actual enemies not being stuck in a room once we leave it. They'll chase after you. Yeah, this is yeah, arguably it's not like scene specific. This is arguably like Capcom's most ambitious Resident Evil title. <laughs> realistically, like, like they they were going for a lot and they pulled off a lot. I just wish it was still. It's it's unfortunate because it's like as much as we're talking about the game, we're gonna spend so much time saying like, I wish I I wish there was a remake. I wish there was a remake. There needs to be a remake of this. Mm-hmm. I would take a remaster because honestly, I'd really love if they yeah. kept the style, they upgraded the textures, mm-hmm. they added the features that they added in File Two because they actually do improve a lot of the mechanics in the next one, mm-hmm. and just kind of put it all together in one all together like big package. And it, I what I think it is is Capcom. They just do, they don't think that classic resident evil would sell well anymore they think it has to all be over the shoulder and i i don't think that's true <laughs> i, I it's, it's frustrating because everyone i think universally hails the remake of one to be the greatest remake of all time mm-hmm. it uh, is so there's it a is. market for it like in general in all like in terms of all gaming yeah it's just in all gaming it's it was extremely popular extremely successful and it's like I again, I was like, while playing the game, I was trying to imagine like the remake of it in my head, like what I would want from it. And I was thinking like, okay, like I've got a like a great idea of what a remake could do with this. That's just so fun of like you start off and it's like some people hiking in the woods in like the Arclay Mountains, and like the, the outbreak happens and they've got to get to the city. And then once they get to the city, they're like, oh, we're finally free of those things. And then the outbreak hits the city and it's just you moving mm-hmm. through and. Oh, I don't man, know. I can't wait for you guys to hit file two. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a while, but I hope you yeah. I'm sure there's I, a yeah. scenario that's in the forest. Yeah. Oh, there is. Yeah. Oh, nice. It is. Yeah, it's great. It's a great scenario. I was trying to think like what mechanics Mike I want. Like it at all. They... Yeah. No, probably not. Like what? What mechanics do you think this series? If they like, let's say they remake it. Is there any mechanics that the series like really needs to add to outbreak? No, not really. Um, voice chat. <laughs> they should they should adjust the virus gauge so that it plays more impact on characters that play it more regularly. I think get rid of the virus gauge altogether and do like a dead space thing where it's part of your character model. Or maybe just have like different game types where you could choose to have it or not have it. That might mm. be fun too. Sure. Maybe like uh I'd like to see like a Far Cry style like healing mechanic. So like as you heal, you like wrap yourself up in bandages and it adds to your character model. So like the end of the Back. game, if you play it, I like I was like, how cool would it be to have a game where like if you play it really well and you don't get hit, you've got like a pristine character model. But if you get hit a lot, you get like infected a lot, you have to constantly be carrying yourself. At the end of the game, you're just like covered in like scrappy clothes and like blood and dirt and you just look like shit they actually had that in the beta for this game there's screenshots like where you're carrying a character and they got blood dripping down their face oh yeah that should be awesome like there's so much cool shit you could do with a remake of this like you could keep that core element there and just expand on all of it in such a way that it's like i really think there's a market for this now well you know uh, we gotta do they need a tutorial. Level. Make it happen, Capcom. <laughs> Gamers <laughs> rise <file> up. Two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. File 2 figured out that there should be a tutorial. It's important. Training grounds. Yeah. But uh... <laughs> it's like a raw danger style tutorial where it's like a virtual reality, like 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 corporate, super corporate run by our like umbrella uh, corporation beforehand. <laughs> like, here's how you survive an outbreak. Should one ever happen? That's so <laughs> unlikely, though. <laughs> and you get like a little umbrella stamp, <laughs> like a note <laughs> for completing it. <laughs> oh, Another one that felt like it fit like really in well into this game of people that would be a turn is the Hellfire scenario where you're inside this three story oh, hotel. Uh, yeah. That uh. that's a long level and it's on fire, but it is a very 
it's it's a very cool level. Like I like the idea that because it makes sense. I mean, when you have rioting and you're having a zombie outbreak or something of that nature, you're gonna have things on fire. Whether yeah, it's not just maybe the not zombies boilers, you have to worry about crazy people lighting stuff on fire, you know, after they're looting, but you would still have that scenario we found out. Well, Mike, the reason why you might have enjoyed it is because one of the big puzzles on easy mode is nullified. You don't have to solve it. You're talking about the thing where you got to hit the little buttons? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. It makes things a lot easier. I was wondering why it was so simple. This, uh-huh. is, yeah. this is one of those moments where if you play it on easy, the other computer AI characters will kind of help you out. So I, I actually got lost for a long time because I was like, where the fuck is this key? Why are all the lights on already? Why is this puzzle solved? <laughs> and apparently one of my AI partners was already carrying around the key. So for half an hour, I was like, what the hell? It happened to me, too. I went, I went, because the key ends up, you open this key in a statue. I went to go grab it. I'm like, where the fuck is the key? Mm-hmm. And somebody else had it. And I'm like, come on now, give it to me. Give me the key. <laughs> but overall, it's like a 10-minute scenario, if you know what you're doing. These are all really short, except for the last one, Decisions, Decisions. Yeah. Hellfire isn't that short. I short. If you're it playing is. on normal and higher, they definitely can extend the time and because of the amount of puzzles you have to solve, and the AI gets dumber the higher difficulty. Sometimes <laughs> you just won't make it through a scenario without someone dying, like in the hive, which really sucks because if they die in that level, they will turn into the next leech man, and you could oh. have two running around at the same time. Oh my god. Oh, okay, it uh, took me 24 minutes for Hellfire. Took me 18 minutes for the hive, 27 minutes for below freezing point. So yeah, I mean it. Yeah, these these times are ridiculous. My all my play times were like an hour each. I had a guide. I had a I guide did, the whole time. I did not. <laughs> oh, I, uh, I won't play these games without a guide. This level was definitely the most like Silent Hill level yeah. out of the entire. Like this is the most Silent Hill Resident Evil's ever been. I feel like just the suspended enemies, which they're called the suspended, are like Suspend they're dead. This has been dead. Yeah, they are straight out of a Silent Hill game. Oh, did anybody did anybody carry the um? They weren't the walkie talkies. Were the the badges from the firefighters? I was carrying yes. around because I was convinced no. there was going to be like some amazing good loot. Uh, thankfully, you did get like a little extra voice line at the end of it. But I carry around both of them because I was determined to save if, them. If you if you bring both of those ID tags to the guy, you also unlock those firefighters who died as NPCs. Which oh. side note, there are so many NPCs you can unlock to play as in this game. It's ridiculous. Yeah, Stefan, <laughs> when are you going to do a, a platinum of this game? Uh, all uh, character unlocks <laughs> if there was one he would do it i would have to um the only game i refuse to platinum is resident evil resistance yeah. and i don't yeah. want to platinum zero but one day i will have to do it does this mean you're gonna platinum op- operation raccoon city stefan that's <laughs> a, i don't even remember that what game is that <laughs> that's you know the one you know, that's probably our best like an hour. Hour. <laughs> episode, by the way. I hate you, Mike. I hate you. <laughs> I, I only hate that episode because I loved Operation Raccoon City. Then I played it again. And I went, oh, you know, that oh, was no. the funniest thing to me that you were like, ah, oh, I had such fond memories of this game. And then you played it again and you realized that your memories were dog shit. <laughs> that I, is that, yeah, I did enjoy like, the whole time. Like switch places where Mike was like, this game is great. And we played it. And you're like, ah, it's, it kind of sucks. And then I was like, this game sucks. And then we played it. And I was like, it's I actually enjoyed it. <laughs> it's not Umbrella Corpse. That's the that's the best thing I can say. Sadly, Mike wants to put all the Resident Evil games on the show. And one day we will have to go through Survivor, 
we will maybe have to go through Umbrella Corpse. I don't know, but I'm not looking forward to those games. Survivor is 100% happening at some point. Yeah, see see what he's doing to us, people. And Gaiden. But okay, a um, couple I, last things I, I want to say about the hotel is like one like this was like this was a place where i dropped a key item somewhere because i had to go do other stuff and i'm like ah, i already used this key i don't need the key like in normal re games you go to a door you press x if you have the item in your inventory he just they just use it in this game you have to press start and then pick the key and at the same time nothing's paused the enemies are still coming at you if they're in the room nothing stopped and that's a little yeah that's I an take... important inventory note. When you go to your inventory screen, it's still in real time because it's not technically it's supposed to be an online game. So you wouldn't just pause it so you can get your item. Which makes mm-hmm. for some highly stressful uh, item trading. Oh, yeah. yeah. I would try to go into rooms that were empty and be like, here, take this and put the item out. Because to give a person an item, you have, to, you, have to, you have to pick the item, hit present, and then you'll hold the item in your hand. They'll come <laughs> over and take it and take their items. You have to go over to their menu and say request, and then they hold it out, and you got to press X, and it, it's stupid. This and there's also an AI that will, sometimes their personalities will conflict with what you yeah. want. Yeah, yeah. So. Every every survivor AI is programmed differently. They have better relationships with some survivors. For example, Yoko and Alyssa get along fairly well. Alyssa fucking hates Jim. Mark hates Alyssa. Uh, George is mildly annoyed with Cindy. <laughs> Who could hate Cindy? She is adorable. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This sucks. Um, yeah, but there's other like things where you're in the heat of the moment it really sucks um i it to answer Stu's question that's one thing they could improve if they did redo this game like reloading sucks you actually manually have to do that in the menu i think i believe so right what if they added a i was was, one to make it really brutal i was thinking they could do something like state of decay you have to go through a scenario and if you die you that character is just dead and you come back in Mm -hmm. with a different character oh (laughs) zombie you like like you, it's like full like they do like full state of decay. Like Kevin dies and gets bitten and turns into a zombie, and then you come in with Cindy and you've got to beat the level with her. It switches to one of the other NPCs, and you got to so deal with Kevin zombie? and still beat the level. Pop the trophy for that one. <laughs> so I, I also I was like I was impressed like at the boss of of the hotel Hellfire when you fight the Regis liquor. That was I like that when that zombie liquor thing like a female version pops down. Right, when, right yeah. when you get the door, you're right at the exit, pops down and start, and then all the liquors are appearing or like spawning in the room with you or coming out of wherever they're coming from. You have to hit a you hit a bell, an alarm goes off, and they run away, and then you can go and concentrate the, on the regis. The character yeah. design is looks cool, but the actual boss fight is yeah, hard. I was about to say it's so funny that you enjoyed it, Mike, because I thought that was one of the lamest moments in the entire game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I liked it. It's a, I uh, like most of this game. I mean, this is a good game. It's the just final damning accusation against Resident Evil Outbreak. <laughs> <laughs> it's I a, like it's it. no, I enjoyed I enjoyed what I played too. It was really imp- like I was genuinely impressed the entire time I was playing this game. Yeah. Is this is this everyone's whose first time is it playing this game? It's my first time. My first time. It's my first time. I'm sorry, I have to keep muting myself because I'm coughing and sneezing constantly. But yes, <laughs> this is my first time playing it. I've I've hundred percented this game twice now. <laughs> Jesus, this is actually I I uh, I hadn't played a lot of Resident Evil. This uh the first scenario, the first like five minutes of it is what I had played actually before any other Resident Evil game. That's oh, where I started with Resident Evil. That and looking at all the cover art, which I should say, the cover art for Outbreak and Outbreak File Two have some of the best cover art of the entire series. And I love that. All <laughs> the versions, too. The EU, uh, the North America, Japan, all of them, they're great. I love them. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I was waiting for that. 
I think file two American, the American file two covers my favorite with the yeah. hands handing up the gun and Kevin yeah. trying to pull the person up. What's really I cool is like I think the one. European version, they edit out the gun. In really? It. It's, it's just uh, <laughs> hand, like grabbing the other guy's hand, which it's is a walkie talkie. Yeah, it's nowhere near as impactful. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm looking at it now and they just like it's not even a good edit. Like they just erase the gun. Mm-hmm. And so the hand is still looking like it's holding a gun. Like it looks more suggestive because it looks like yeah. the finger is shooting the guy helping him. <laughs> and uh, Mike, I, I should also add that the uh, the the cover art that you posted is some really crappy fan edition that is zoomed way in on two background zombies. It's not even the right cover art. Oh, I'm hmm. calling you out. <laughs> that will be the cover art of the episode. I love the art of uh, my favorite. I think is uh, all the zombie hands like just. Oh, I see. I think that's the European one, I think. Yeah, it's the European one for the first one. And it's, speaking, yeah. That is my so, screensaver, by the way. Is it really? Yeah. I love speaking that. Of, speaking of Europe, uh, those poor bastards, they never got to play the online it's portion right. of this game, yeah. period. There was no yeah. server. The PAL version. Yeah, what? Yeah, PAL, it's, it, it's baffling to me. I think that's something that like people don't realize with a lot of games, because a lot of games have... Typically, games will have like three major releases. They'll have a Japanese release, an American release, and then a PAL release, which is like everywhere else in the world. And that happens a lot with PAL releases where it's just like, eh, like we didn't really try. Like, nah, who gives a shit if like Italy enjoys this game? And it's baffling to me that like I could talk to somebody from Italy and be like, oh, like, did you, did you, have you ever heard of Resident Evil Outbreak? And they're like, yeah, that shitty single player game that sucked. It's like, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> this, that reason. The no voice chat and the major delays that they encountered were, I think, the three damning things to this game. The, the, the reasons why it didn't go further than it did. If it hadn't been for those three things, I think we might be looking at a Resident Evil Outbreak remake. See, those are all things they can fix, though. It's true, and I agree, but I think they don't think this is a very important game in their series that warrants their attention. That's I, feel like, I feel like Capcom's kind of warming up at least to it like beforehand there was definitely a period in time where it felt like no we don't talk about outbreak mm-hmm. but now they're kind of like well okay you can use a bunch of mr raccoon mascots in our game okay you can reference these characters okay you can have an article by the reporter from this game and now they're kind of like all right like they're begrudgingly like it's part of the resident evil family maybe they definitely like teasing people because every time they come out with an online game, they're like, oh, it's like an outbreak successor. That's what they said Operation Raccoon City was. And people are like, fuck you. No, it's yeah. not. It's um, it, I think I think in general, in terms of like all media, I think we're getting to a point where people are realizing that the things that deserve to be remade aren't like the great games and movies of the past. It's stuff like this where it's like the forgotten gems or things that were like really rough on release that have a legitimate heart to them like i i I feel like we're like we're i mean movies have been in for the last 20 years really in a period of people being like another remake and just studios like aren't really listening to that but i think we're finally i'm hoping that we're finally getting to a part where studios like hollywood and game studios are gonna say we have all of these titles that didn't sell well initially and they don't have like name recognition necessarily but they've got some charm to them and they've got some following and we need to look at why that is and and figure out like if this is a game worthy of being remade for a wide audience i think we should talk about the last 
uh, scenario in Outbreak, we file one um, decision decisions. Oh, yes, so. yes. Or as I, it's called in Japan, determination. Determination. <laughs> <laughs> I liked this one and hated this one at the same time. I actually didn't think I was going to beat this game because of personal things that went on in my life, which I'll talk about later. And like, I got to this chapter and I'm just like, I can't fucking do it. Like, I tried to start it. I, I. This is one where I got, I got. I'm finally walked through that apparently was written. For the normal guide, I'm looking for this item and it just wasn't there. I checked my other characters. They don't have it. And it wasn't until later on I realized on easy it's in a different spot than it is on normal. Yeah. I want to say as complicated as the other levels are, they're not really that complicated. Like in Hellfire, you have three or four different levels, but there's only one hallway that goes through them, basically. And this, in one, this one, yeah, it's way just it's like a mansion, basically. I mean, yeah, this the one first has a whole crossover with Resident Evil 3 going on. Yeah, I mean, mm. like the, the opening is like and also this one shows them like get a letter there in some other random place hide out like, you know, the RPG there. garage. OK, I didn't know what it was, but OK. And then they go to this university and the university opens up like the mansion, the original Resident Evil, where you see you have a stairway going up. You have some rooms up for, up on top. You have some rooms on the bottom. You have an elevator that you can't go into without because you don't have you don't have something yet. You have a secret door where you see like a moose statue with two holes for jewels to go into. It's like it, it, it reminds me so much of the first game. It was a it was a homage to the first game for sure. It's, yeah. well, it's that good. Way? Homage. I can't speak. <laughs> I, a whole I was impressed. Mm-hmm. I was didn't. I mean, there are things I didn't like about this one, but this one was actually really good. As you run through this university, then you end up in the sewers, and like you end up running by hunters. Like all sorts of stuff happens in this well, scenario. Well, that's one version. Either that, or you end up going to the emission tower, and instead having to deal with bees that have overtaken oh, the tower the and turned it into their. Gotcha. Yeah, there's actually two different routes in this one. I took the emissions route where I went on this huge, long elevator ride through like a bee infested. Oh, yeah, that that was it was awesome. Oh, was like- that reminds me. Somehow one of my characters that wasn't with me went into the hive area, took one of the key items. And then when I looked for it, it wasn't there. And all of a sudden I, he had it. I don't know how the hell he got <laughs> there, but he just went there and took it. Yeah, no, that's what they do. When you go one path, uh, one scenario member will go and take the other path. Uh, Like, for example, if you take the emissions route, then you have to go down to the docks on the second level after you get all the stuff you need. And he'll be they'll be standing there waiting with the key item. And they're like, "Okay, cool. Give it. Let's go. He was just with me. Like he met he met me in the hive room. I just took it from him. Okay, must have been an easy mode thing where they catch up with because, yeah, they like I said, the AI definitely gets smarter, the easier the difficulty. (laughs) <laughs> so that was Nikolai then that you because throughout this you have a couple yes. cutscenes okay where you see you see a tyrant in a freaking bikini t- bottom and <laughs> speedo <laughs> yeah speedo that's the word I want to go with and you Good see a Russian mercenary shoot him with some kind of weird grenade thing that like sucks that's a blood, blood extractor yeah it's, he's trying to get a tea sample and his he he kind of just says fuck it and it's like whatever i'm just gonna blow this place up because he's got somewhere else to be he's got to get back to the dead factory to try to kill jill we uh, gotta get back to my game this. yeah we talked about this in the resident <laughs> evil 3 episode he is everywhere in the lore he is in every single spot where something's going on at some time yeah. He is like, he knows more about Raccoon City than any other human being alive. Where he's like, I've got to get across the city. Uh, I know this secret tunnel that can get me there in two minutes. So I have time to go fight Jill, Claire, and come back and piss off uh, piss off Greg. Oh, I, I did get irritated in this level. There's one part you have to shimmy across a 
Like, well, there's a couple. When you shimmy across a small, like, wall where you're high up and I guess the wash can knock you down or something. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't have to deal with that because they weren't in my, they weren't there on easy. But there's a part where I had to cross a pipe and this hunter would kept knocking me in the water and then, it, like, he tried eating me or something. And yeah. I had to finally stand off to the side, line it upright, and shoot him with a grenade launcher around because that's all I had on me to get rid of him. Oh, is that the hunter gammas you were talking that's about? The hunter gamma, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't go that route. Yeah. Did you I run didn't into know there's two routes? Oh yeah, there's the it's what I love. It's one of the things I love about Outbreak because it's designed to be played by multiple people at the same time in the same level. It's not as linear in its level structure. So there's so many alternate routes you can take. And this particular scenario, I think, has the most branches out of the original five. Because there's like you could like, well, you could go to the emission tower or you can go to the sewer or you could walk on these docks and try to avoid the zombie sharks when they're jumping off to get you. Like Mm-hmm. Um, so many things that could happen you don't ever want to fight a hunter gamma while drinking let me tell you that sam <laughs> yes yes <laughs> actually i went down by the piers and everything but i think my guy just took me everywhere throughout the entire level i, I did i think i did all that can you go oh, wow. both routes i didn't know that i think um, i did i mean i've uh, the only time i've ever done that is when i've been playing in lone wolf mode because after you beat it like i think all the difficulties you can unlock it where you can just go through the levels solo but yeah no that's the first i've heard of someone having to go through both routes to get all the items you like maybe if it's a higher difficulty and your teammates so dumb they get themselves killed and then you have to go complete the stuff they were supposed to do but otherwise oh can they uh, can they do puzzles for you? Because when I got down, yeah. I was okay. That I got down to a to a like power puzzle you were supposed to do, and for no matter what I do, it would not. He couldn't. He wouldn't do anything, and that makes sense if someone else already did the puzzle, so it wasn't there anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened to Stefan in Hellfire. The map puzzle he was talking about. The other character oh, yeah. Yoko had already solved it for him. <laughs> yeah, that's how I didn't have that golden key to do the what was it? Power up the thing to go in the elevator or some crap. Yeah, yeah to turn on the uh, emergency <laughs> ladder. Yeah, that's right. I love. Um, I love how often it comes up on the podcast where Mike will do something without understanding it in, like in a game and just unintentionally be like way better at the game than anybody realizes. Yeah, you have an evil so partner much. than us, Mike. That's... It's like Mike has somehow found a way to play video games on an entirely different level than any other human being. Well, he'll be like, oh, I didn't realize that. I would, like, I didn't realize you were supposed to press the button. I just killed the guy with it. I just killed him with a knife. And everyone's like, you you killed with a knife? What? How? Like, it happens. <laughs> So oh, guide say. I don't play a lot of games without a guide anymore, especially for the show. The way to solve any problem is to, if you can give Mike a guide, he will just follow it to the letter without really realizing. Like, like that's how you solve all of the world's problems. If is find find a guide and give it to Mike. He's like, I don't really understand what I was doing, but I I solved hunger. That, <laughs> that brings that brings me to the other thing again. Just kind of touching back on the extraordinary. Ex- Ordinary people in extraordinary situations. This is a game where you could have a cocktail waitress kill a tyrant with a knife. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. just like, all right, like, let's do this. And she can oh, just yeah. take him out twice. <laughs> I didn't even say that earlier, but that that second boss, what was it? Or the third boss, the 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 worm, whatever it was. Oh, the queen leech. Yeah, I killed that with a mop. So (laughs) that's what this game is. That's another thing we should mention. There are melee weapons, kind of like Alisa and Hill, all over the place too. 
breakable ones, yeah. Some characters can make them. Mm. You can find them. Yeah, David can craft items. He can take a stick and to tape a knife to it, turn it into a spear. He can take a lighter and tape it to a pesticide can to make a flamethrower. Yeah, that's another yeah. thing that needs to, if they do a remake, that needs to be greatly expanded. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if I want it to be like full on like um, rising. Dead Rising, where it's like yeah. ridiculous and that's part of the joke. I would love to have a remake of this game where like you go into like you're in that bar and like all the bar stools, all the bottles behind the bar, like everything is feasibly a weapon that that is to make a... Molotovs. Yeah, like or just like break the bottles in the bar and you've got like uh, you've got like a weapon to stab with or you like break the beer tap off and that's a, like yeah. and if you make Molotovs, <laughs> that's how you unlock the Hellfire episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I know it's so like in my head it's such like a, a like over the top ambitious idea but like i've i've seen what capcom is capable of my expectations are only high because of what they've delivered yep you can so make a taser about, rod too oh sorry talk about the uh the multiple endings in this game well 28 endings in total uh only oh. eclipsed by file 2 with its 32 endings yeah this we'll just mention quickly too that when you are in the university you do get the daylight cure you do oh, escape right, yeah you have to take out the tyrant that follows you from room to room, which actually kind of sucked. And I like uh, yeah, I mean, like it was fun, but, you know, it's terrifying, too. We should uh, talk yeah. about the daylight cure. Stefan, what what is the daylight cure? So it's a mix of different chemicals, uh, poison, uh, tyrant's blood, I think, and something else. <laughs> T blood, V poison and P base, I believe. P base. That's right. Yeah, Plant P-base. base. Yeah, that's so just marijuana. Pea base comes from the vagina plant. Isn't this the only cure to the T-virus that's ever mentioned in any of the games? No, no, actually. Um, in File 2, you there's another way of securing a cure, but instead of it being a tangible item and curing yourself, it, you have to save a researcher who has the formula in her head and she needs to get out of the city. Of course. Well, you escape different... with... Well, in the best ending, you escape with two... Or you escape with one extra... Uh, daylight cure if you stayed around to make the extra daylight cure oh yeah so yes. you can do that you when you make the daylight cure there's the timer going off that the whole thing is going to explode and die everyone's going to die mass hysteria cats and dogs living together and <laughs> um <laughs> so you have to sit there i think it's every 15 to 20 seconds a daylight cure is produced and you can grab as yeah. many as you want well to cure your your inventory. yeah you cure teammates you can cure yourself and you can also one hit kill the final boss, the tyrant, with one of them in an ampule gun. Amp- ampule? Ample gun. Ampule shooter or something yeah. like that. Yeah. But that's ampule. after you fight him at first. And then, yeah. you have, and then after you get done like beating him, essentially, you get into a... But, he w- gets back up. Yeah, one last battle. But uh, yeah, the daylight <laughs> is a huge factor. The daylight is a huge factor in the ending. Because uh, you can either cure yourself and take a sample and escape. And then you get the best ending. You can cure yourself, not have any samples, and then you get a bittersweet ending where they're like, well, I survived, but I feel like the world's kind of fucked now. And then you could not cure yourself. And if you're by yourself or if you're not one of like a character specific endings, you can get a chopper zombie ending where you zombify as you're escaping the city and you kill the pilots. Wow, that's awesome. (laughs) And then there's four specific pair endings. Yoko and Alyssa, Cindy and George, uh, Kevin and Jim, and David and Mark, 
where they basically have like they decide to stay behind because they know that, you know, leaving would be too dangerous. And they basically either go out and one last hurrah in the case of uh, Kevin, Mark and David and Jim, or they have a character bonding moment where, you know, George comforts Cindy and they can already start to feel themselves turning or Alyssa Yoko helps Alyssa connect to the internet and send out all of her research, all of her journal notes to another journalist so that the truth of what happened gets out. <laughs> the 1990s. <laughs> I totally forgot how to connect to the net. You just flip yeah. a switch, Alyssa. Jesus. Um, there's yeah, one other... The idea that the internet is everywhere and you could connect to it at any time and do whatever you want on it. <laughs> there's, you just um, got to get inside the mainframe. There's one other little thing, too, in the last boss fight I should mention, because I just think it's hilarious. You can actually damage a door and behind it is a rocket launcher yeah, for no yeah. good reason. Yeah. Well, to blow them up with. As yeah. look, we've discovered, we've we've discussed this in many cases. In, we have. You know, Raccoon City is just filled with guns. It is the most violent, dangerous 80s city to ever exist. Everybody owns a rocket launcher <laughs> and a grenade launcher and multiple flamethrowers. <laughs> you know, it like, is uh, the Midwest. It's, it's like the Midwest. Detroit style of, yeah. of violence. Yeah. Yeah, like there's just old ladies roaming the streets with like fully automatic rifles, just just ready for shit to hit the fan. They need uh Koopa coins. <laughs> and yet, and despite the fact, that, despite that fact, the, the zombies still take over immediately. All right, do you have any last things that you want to say about the ending before we go on to questions, comments, and memories? Well, well doesn't it have an epilogue as well? <laughs> Everybody, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much. There's one final scene where uh, you see a helicopter flying over and surveying the ruins of Raccoon City and fucking Umbrella built another lab on top of the ruins. Oh, it's almost it. like my idea for Resident Evil oh, 8 God. is completely viable. God fucking damn it. Make oh, <laughs> it happen, And it wasn't a helicopter. It's a jet with a camera on it that's going over and says you have like 15 seconds or something. Or 15 yeah, because well, they, yeah. so, the government is surveying them and they don't want to let on that they're still keeping tabs on the city. Yeah. So just to say, I mean, like, would Resident Evil 8 be a better game if it was essentially the zombie version of Behind Enemy Lines with Owen Wilson? I mean, I'm not saying it'd be the best God. game ever, but it'd be up there. <sighs> so another thing we should mention, some of the other characters have plot points that affect the rest of the series minorly, but it's suggested <laughs> that Yoko then testifies against Umbrella and helps lead to the down. Yeah, there's character-specific epilogues in File Two, and Yoko is one of the people. Yoko is one of the people who testify. Unfortunately, in the grand scheme of things, her it it only like helps continue the case. It's not brought down to like 2003 after the uh, Umbrella's end incident. So you're saying that Umbrella had to break up because Yoko got involved? Exactly. <laughs> Oh, good. The Yoko. I knew Mike would enjoy that one. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to talk too much about Outbreak 2 because we probably will. You're being a real Yoko right now, Yoko. (laughs) We'll probably talk about file number two on the show at some point. So I want to say. Uh, Yeah, we'll definitely end up putting it on there because. It won't be me, though. It won't be me. I do love that the endings kind of encapsulate character arcs for each of the characters. Like Cindy, she'll heal like the firefighter that's in the helicopter. He'll have an injury on his leg and she'll tie it off. And she's like, yeah, there's any number of things I can do. Like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. I got that. That's why I'm the researcher. I know how to tie knots. Kevin, Kevin, like he tosses his stars rejection paper and uh, 
I think Yoko gets her memory back. It all comes flooding back. And she's like, yeah, I got to tell. I have to tell the world about this. Is this the raw danger of Resident Evil games? <laughs> yes, actually. <laughs> Almost like exactly like to a T. Because they <laughs> have a character with amnesia. <laughs> there's so many environmental like hazards in this game because you can you can die from a fire explosion. You could. It's actually part of the checklist for the first scenario. You have to die in the tanker explosion. Just <laughs> yeah. don't escape. I'm trying to think um, anything I else. did. I did look up the uh, reviews for this and everyone kind of gave it, you know, like seven out of tens, eight out of ten, nine out of ten. Yeah, <laughs> the really well. PAL version, though, was a five out of ten. Yeah, <laughs> this game is not as good single player. Yeah, it's yeah. really funny reading the reviews from this because it's like it's like one up dot com, like C plus, like game pro four out of five stars. Eurogamer five. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I mean, I understand that. Like, I mean, I again, I played this completely single player, and I didn't have a bad experience. I I can see why it would get lower score, especially when other places are getting that, and you're not. It's mm-hmm. fun to talk to any Australian about any video game because they're so strict with censorship over there, and just like there's so many other rules that they often get in complete games. <laughs> we talk to somebody about like, uh, like, oh, like, how did you enjoy this game? And they're like, oh, it was kind of shit. It was only like two hours long, and you know, wasn't. It's like, what is the game? Was like. 10 hours of like insane gore and they're like i don't know i got cut out (laughs) (laughs) all right i think we should go to questions comments or memories i actually got a bunch of people really i was surprised surprised. that makes sense (laughs) i posted a bunch of resident evil groups so that had something to do with it oh there you go but in overblood i got a couple things one from friend of the show also on the mcu with me michael hughes said the only thing i remember from this game is one of the one of the playable characters the blonde in a red suit and teen, teenage me thought she was super hot. Uh, I forget Adult that. me thought she was super evil. That Alyssa Ashcroft? <laughs> yes, that's Alyssa. Okay. Uh, from Sebastian Games. I know I pronounced it wrong. Never played it, but I do remember the cover scaring a little little kid me. I can understand that. And you guys can agree with this one. From Mark Quesano. He said, I want to remaster, damn it, even if they don't have the online part. Yeah, do it. Do it, Capcom. Oh, you got to have the do online it, Capcom. Part. Yeah, you got to have it. Gotta Make have it happen, Capcom, you idiots. And yeah. I actually got a ton of That's comments. going to happen. <laughs> no. From the you know, Resident Evil star posting uh, Facebook group. Um, first one from Eid Mohammed Alsanif, a forgotten masterpiece. I think part of the joke now, I just pronounce people's names wrong at times. Isn't that part of the <laughs> I, show? I, at this point? Your, I just, I just love your, your pronunciation. <laughs> My favorite part is that if you don't know if you can pronounce a word right, you like ask it as if it's a question, as if we have the name in front of us and we can help you, but we I mean, don't. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, I do. From Will Phillips said, desperately in need of a proper remake. I was a big fan of seeing the events in Raccoon City from the eyes of the average citizen. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, uh, this, absolutely. This is kind of something that we've already said, but I like this. What the guy said from Dylan Guanolicia. I have this wet dream about adapting the two games of RE Outbreak into a TV series. It seriously has more solid story than any other game in the franchise. Just like sure, potential, but yeah. yeah. It's uh, definitely got the potential for a series. Do it, Capcom. <laughs> from yeah, Eric Hoffman, Outbreak is built like a puzzle or a board game. Same with some other early 2000 games. It isn't meant to just be played from start to end game. The, the variety and unpredictability is in, is in his replay value. Yeah, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> from Heron Soki, I've always played with the plumber dude because he looked cool. I didn't <laughs> use him at all. No, that's a shame because like he's, he's good. He's, he's fun to play with at times. Here's a good one. 
from Tyler Rast. The day this game came out, I quit my first job. It would have been been my 10th grade year. I had left to get my GED, so it's fuzzy anyway. I had to put in have a day off to stay home and play it on release. <laughs> oh, I, I thought that was funny. Nobody's ever done that before. <laughs> you, you did that for RE3 remake. Nobody's ever done that before. From Kamis Legally, we cannot say that he did that. Ahmed Falihala, playing as David in Underbelly, create spear using knife and wooden pool. I didn't know you could uh, pick a pipe too. using David's tape. Yeah, yeah, you could use his vinyl tape. Uh, from Ava, Cassandra, anyway, I love Cindy with all my heart. I never yeah, knew everyone loves Cindy. She's and, America's goddamn sweetheart. And last one from this group, from Taylor Zen Fuller Love, maybe the best experience I've I've had with RE. Uh, oh, all right. Uh, you know, that? funny enough, I should mention that a lot of speedrunners, especially RE fans, speedrunners, this is usually their favorite game, and not just for speedrunning. I mean, it's just the thing in the community, which is probably why you should remake it, Capcom. Yeah, like Capcom listens to this. Well, what's great about it being so speedrun friendly is it feels natural and not forced. You know, it's just it's built into the meta game of the whole game. You have to be fast or you die. Yeah, yeah, which is cool. I have a couple to read from the Resident Evil Veterans Facebook group from Phoenix White. No multiplayer RE has come close to replicating the greatness that was this in File 2. I agree. Uh, Samuel Samuel (laughs) Piamont. Hardest Resident Evil for me. Yeah. I can. Okay. I can. Oh, I will kick your ass for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, should have, I should have written down all the, like, the weird things everyone says. So I could just respond to all of these with the voice lines. That would have been funny. The <laughs> one I remember is that thinking. <laughs> Love the hospital level. Huh. Okay. <laughs> From Joey Powell. Do you want Capcom game that we need is remastered remake? I'm not what sure. a pain. <laughs> <laughs> From Will Zelda, this game was so fun that you didn't feel the loading times. I didn't realize how bad the loading was until I played it a few months ago. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. last yes. one I'm going to read uh, from Ju- Judd Frederick Falusina. I'm playing it right now. It's just as awesome when I first played it back in 03. So, nah, my life is shit. You're <laughs> <laughs> worse than my ex-wife. <laughs> okay. Uh, before we go to Shelfer Box, I just want to mention that I know I said that we were going to do our giveaway and announce the names well because of everything happening in real life and in my personal life we're going to put that off at least another week so if you haven't entered into the contest to win a copy of stalker into our drawing to win a copy of stalker shadow chernobyl just send us and do a do a tweet do a facebook post because we're going to push back right now week too just to get things give people more time and then send it to games my mom found at yahoo.com to screenshot a proof that you did it or tag us in whatever social media that you use mm-hmm. just share us you're yeah. good so, yeah. Yeah, I, I think we should go to Shelfer uh, Box. I have one last question, though, before yes. we go to there. All right, so for everyone here, who is your favorite character? Not just gameplay-wise, but just in general, who is your favorite character in this game? Out of the yeah. Raccoon Age. I only use Kevin, so. I think we already know my answer. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Alexia Ashford. Really? I had to go with Yoko for the inventory space just to reduce the stress. I, I, I mean, Yoko is my favorite. Alexia Ashford is the bad lady from Code Veronica. <laughs> <laughs> uh in terms of, of personality and gameplay structure cindy uh yeah. she's she's fantastic and i love her commentary on things um second in that though very close second is Alyssa. just personality alone i she's just so one of her main phrases just i have bigger balls than most of you and i'm like you know what i believe you <laughs> i really want um in a remake of this game i love if they like just went like with her character especially they just went like really fucking like uh really fucking like offensive with all of her language where you know, like a zombie attack she's just like fuck 
<laughs> read read one of yes, her articles. Shit. It's actually very well worded. You know, the infection began here, and the citizens are very concerned. In reality, Just get out of here, you cocksucking son of a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> uh, shit. I actually have one more question too before we go to shelf or box. So I want to see how much the want is for this because. Capcom is rumored to be remaking more games. It might be Code Veronica. It might be Resident Evil 4. It is Resident Evil 4. They announced that. Yeah, it's it. Uh, I'll wait till they say it. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> they announced but, it, they, they said it. it. Was, they basically announced it, and then everyone was like, eh, no. And so yeah, I would but, not be surprised if they were like, oh, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but would, would you want Veronica. one of those two, or would you rather have an outbreak? I'd rather have an outbreak. To be I'd, honest. I'd rather have an outbreak. Code Veronica. But... Uh, and this is going to sound weird. I'd rather have an outbreak, but I almost want a different studio to handle. <laughs> and that's not saying anything against like Capcom. I think they do really good jobs with their with their remakes. I think they're all like really. Uh... Well, three is Resident Evil Three remake was like showing its it was it was showing its its uh, seams a little bit at the points, rushed. but it was rushed. Yeah, it didn't feel it as it didn't feel as like intricate and well thought out as Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 1 back in the day. So it's not like I don't think they could handle it. I want a different studio that is good at different things to do it. I want, it would be interesting to see a studio that is more known for making like not really open world games, but open-ended games handle it. Yeah, I mean, it would have to be a good studio because as we've seen before, when they hand it off to not a very tried and true hmm. studio, it doesn't always work out. So I mean, it would have to be somebody that I think the fans would have confidence in handling the series. I, or at I, least somebody I, with I, a good uh, pit. Yeah, somebody not, who doesn't just do app games. Oh, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I I really like State of Decay and State of Decay Two. Sam knows this, so I wouldn't mind like Undead Labs handling it and doing something more in like in the vein of that. But I don't think they're very good at. They've never really made like a big game like that. Those both those are both like. I mean, State of Decay One was an Xbox Live Arcade game. Yeah, really budget titles. Yeah. yeah. Well, so I, it needs to be a, a different studio, but I. My idea of it is that you could do something really, really cool. I, I have to say, I don't want a Resident Evil Outbreak remake. I just want a straight up remaster. I want them to take the game, polish it up, actually, you know, update the... And they, I don't think they have to really try that hard to upgrade the, the looks, the graphics of it all. They just got to polish it up, refine the mechanics, add in the stuff that they already added in File 2, put it all together in one big package... Give it online capability, which they are totally capable of doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And could just even, unleash it. I wouldn't be disappointed with a remaster. Mm -hmm. They could even bait us in by making a new outbreak and including a remaster of the original. I wouldn't be disappointed with like any 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 attempt by anybody to say like we're going back and we're doing outbreak again. I'd be like, cool. I can't wait to see what it's gonna be. Yeah. I yeah. Uh, I I had a I had a rule that like so far I haven't had to break all the way, but I basically have played a little bit of every single Resident Evil. And every time a new Resident Evil title comes out, mm. as I'm such a fanboy, of course I have to pick it up and try it out. That being said, there are plenty of Resident Evil titles that I don't like. But... It's a lot like uh it's a lot like Indiana Jones where it's like a beloved franchise, but really it's like fifty percent of them are pretty good. The other There's fifty percent are like shift in there. Yeah. So uh, Sam, like, have you uh, played Dead Aim? That's a pretty good Resident Evil. No, <laughs> I'm not kidding. I like that game. <laughs> oh, hard. What is it? Uh, I know. I'm the, the I one, think the I was one the only thing one. I will say, and I won't go any further. Uh, <laughs> Operation Raccoon City was hands down the coolest concept and hands down the worst possible delivery. Yeah. Ugh. That's true. Agree. But yeah. Uh, 
a plot so confusing concept, I, I thought they were going into time travel with it because it's like yeah. why do they want leon dead who the fuck is he to umbrella at this point in time should right. um should capcom this is a big question to at the end of the show but i almost i think about this sometimes should capcom switch to being just a publisher rather than a developer and just say we have this idea we're gonna find a developer to make it because their ideas are all great oh i think they're all great but their execution is it can be pretty iffy <laughs> Yeah, I feel I, I don't know. I feel like they need to restructure a bit. Like, I don't think they're Konami level terrible right now, but they they really need to start giving their projects more time. Maybe don't announce them so prematurely and then put it like a harsh time limit. Like, OK, they're expecting a Resident Evil 2 remake. You got two years. Go. Yeah. Mm. Figure it out. It's like, uh, I, you know, it's 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 hard. It's always hard to, like, ask for anything <laughs> specifically because, like, you're giving them money we've seen yeah but we like to say like okay you've got two years to do this it's like oh no like obviously give them more time but then we've seen now especially what happens when studios like particularly movie studios when they say like we're not going to interfere at all with this big budget franchise that's beloved and is supposed to have like a, a central story and then you have something like last jedi and rise of skywalker that are just like completely different and there was no oversight whatsoever and it was just like a huge kerfuffle and mess and it's like it, it's hard to, it's a it's really hard to make a game <laughs> and really hard to make things and it's like a, a perfect balance needs to happen and so I, I i really 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 want outbreak to come out and i really really want it to be good i'm always like i'm gonna stay out of the conversation until capcom is like comfortable with how they made it <laughs> They have to be willing to embrace it as part of their library fully without like more than just references like they they have yeah. to actually be uh, they have to be able to step outside and look at the external problems of what happened between the production delays and the the fact that the Internet tech just wasn't there yet. Yeah. And they always I love Capcom for doing like kind of not gimmicks, but they end up being kind of gimmicky. Like, I love what they try to do with online and different gameplay styles. Like, Resident Evil 6, I thought was such a cool idea when it came out of, like, the campaigns interlinking together. And so you could play online and go into somebody else's campaign with your campaign. You, That's such a cool you, idea. Do you want to know something funny about you bringing up 6? What? The main, the main director of Resident Evil Outbreak was the director for Resident Evil 6. Really? Oh, way. Yeah, which That's is why a, I initially that? I was ham for six. I was like, OK, it's definitely going to be good. And then I was like, oh, fuck, no, this was bad. This was really, really bad. That <laughs> makes a lot of sense, actually. Thinking, yeah, you know, like just how six is structured and the way it was set up. And that again, that's gimmicky, but that's a really cool idea. But it's like it needs the, it, the balance needs to be there between like the gimmick and the execution. Execu the execution needs to be better than just the concept. Yeah, it's Capcom is so good at coming up with concepts and their track record is it's not spotless. So no. <laughs> it's been hit or miss. Yeah. Well, right, it's, I think we should go to I want so Shelter Box. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> I'll go first. Also, um, remake Dino Crisis. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's, there's all for real. For Do that. it, you cowards. It's about so, time. Jesus Christ. Come on. I, I was unsure where to put this game because I I enjoyed parts of it, but I was so stressed out playing it that I was actually going to put it in the box for the longest time. But as we've been talking, I've been thinking about it. It's going on the shelf. It It is a really good Resident Evil game. I mean, even though it's not your normal RE game where you go through an entire 
entire game where you kind of keep your same items and you, you know, are, are juggling inventory and you're hoarding stuff throughout the game. At least I am. Most people in the show probably are. It, it does, you know, it takes it all away from you. You can't hoard anything. You have no chest. But it, it was a good game. It's going to go on the shelf. And I something that for anyone who loves RE who might have never played this, I'm going to recommend the same with Dead Aim. How about you, Stefan? <laughs> yeah. Um. So, again, I only played those first two scenarios back in the day. And then, you know, now I get to finally finish the game, which, you know, regretfully, I am sad that it took me this long to get here because seeing that side of what happened, the tragedy and like the city falling apart is something that we've all always wanted. And I don't know why I waited so long to play this game, but seeing those characters in these settings and all the settings popped in this game, like every single level. I loved all of them. Um it's going on the shelf. I mean, you know, uh, Cindy Lennox, what's not to love? You know? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the it's other going seven on the are shelf. Cool too. <laughs> uh, Tom Cruise is okay, I guess. I guess. <laughs> um, it is going to stay on my shelf next to my Canadian copy of File 2. Um, I <laughs> absolutely, it's honestly, it's in my top three favorite Resident Evil games of all time. It might just be my favorite Resident Evil game of all time. Superb, superb soundtrack. My fa- Definitely my favorite soundtrack in the series really encapsulates the tragedy of Raccoon City. And, and anyone out there, if you haven't heard it, look it up online. It's the theme alone is just beautiful. Uh, the cast, they're all engaging. They all have their own quirks. I love playing through the scenarios as each of the raccoon eight and seeing their different perspectives on things. And again, just the core thesis of this whole thing, ordinary people in extraordinary situations, uh, a breath of fresh air, you know, right before resident evil four hit the market and kind of just shelved all of that again. Uh, Jesse, do you want to tell that story about the thing you wrote about the theme song? Oh yeah. So my copy of the resident evil outbreak soundtrack, I actually won in a contest. Someone in a resident evil forum, really nice guy, uh, basically wanted us to write uh, a detailed review about our favorite track of all time. And I wrote about the resident evil outbreak theme. And, and then I, I went above that and I'm like, also, here's the reason I like this, this other track from the soundtrack and this other track and <laughs> just kind of exploring, like going, it's like, yeah, and then it builds to the crescendo and the X, you know, the explosion of the city. And it's just, you feel the weight of everything. And he's like, wow, you, like, no, it the contest had only been going for a day. He's like, no, screw it. You win. You, you <laughs> obviously, you love the music. You get it. <laughs> yeah. Um- and, Oh, oh, you, sorry. Oh, no, um, <laughs> go ahead. This game, real quick, just uh, to cut you off. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I thought he was done. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> if you have anything else to say, please go ahead. I, I was just gonna add one last thing. I forgot to mention. For the longest time, uh, I didn't get Resident Evil Three. Like every copy I got turned up broken. So for the longest time, this was when I do my full series playthrough. That was what I filled in for what happened at Raccoon City. I'm like, all right, finish two. Now outbreak. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This game, this game is deserving to go on everyone's shelf for the cover art alone. I mean, I'm telling you, it just looks good on a shelf. It really does. Get the poster. And if, if, if you do anything with outbreak, at the very least, please go watch the intro to outbreak. Uh, You'll thank me later. It's just, it's perfect. This game, (laughs) this game, this game is almost everything I've ever wanted from a Resident Evil game. Apart from a little bit of rough gameplay issues that I had because I never got to play it online. And I'm convinced that if I had played it online, this would be my number one. 
Um, it's just got a great soundtrack. It's got a great setting. It's got great levels. It's got great characters, uh, great little bits of lore, everything. Like it just really comes together in the one place you've always wanted to explore. And for that reason, it's always going to be on my shelf. Okay. Mm-hmm. And how about you, Stu? Finish it up. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously it's going on my shelf, um, but it's just because it just hits every note for me of what I love in video games, um, mainly that it's Resident Evil. It's a zombie game, but also it's it's so clearly thought out and it's so ambitious. And it, it they had such an idea of like what they wanted the game to be. And even if the execution wasn't perfect, the ideas behind the game are really, really, really cool. Um, and I'll forgive like I'll forgive a game being terrible if just the idea of the game is cool enough for me. I'll play like I'll play like any stupid game, which is not a, this is not a great <laughs> endorsement of anything, but I'll play any stupid game if like the idea behind it, I think, is just a really cool. But Outbreak manages to be a really cool and good game while also having these really ambitious and cool ideas that were just it was just too early it was it just you know 2003 wasn't a good year for this game to come out when PlayStation 2 for it to have this online capability that we were still kind of figuring out for a while i mean halo 2 came out after this game and i remember playing halo 2 online you had to buy the stupid speaker box thing for the xbox controller i don't know if anyone remembers that shit I, yeah oh yeah. god like that was that was what we were dealing with online a year after this game came out and so had it come out like the next gen later, yeah just if it was just next gen i feel like it would be people's favorite resident evil game hands down a lot of people's mm-hmm. it's, it still is even without all that stuff which yeah is without crazy. that stuff it's so yeah. beloved um and it's just capcom keeps talking about it keeps referencing it and i want them to remake it because it could be so cool it's absolutely going on my shelf this game is just the game is great and then outside the story of the game is also fantastic so it's it's absolutely love loved experiencing this and i will go back and play play through it many more times and beat it many more times and file two will be on the podcast next season. <laughs> yes. Oh, great. <laughs> but that does keep up. Resident Evil is the only series on this podcast that we keep finding a way to fit in every, all the time. Yeah, we still haven't beaten Silent Hill, but we're finding a way to, to cram in every Resident Evil game. Yeah, I will yeah. be here for most of them. <laughs> yeah. a, we're we're going to beat Stalker before we beat Resident Evil, I think. <laughs> It'll well, be close. We got one Stalker left to cover. Well, yeah, but I'm definitely going to make us play Metro after we beat Stalker. <laughs> definitely going to be a whole thing. And uh, nobody, don't worry. Silent Hill is coming. It's, I just I just coming. tried to Google Silent Hill so I could see like which games we'd played and which games we had to remind myself. And I, I just Googled, I Googled Silent Evil Outbreak. <laughs> <laughs> don't read my, my fan fiction. It's not ready yet. Silent Silent. Silent Evil Outbreak Homecoming. We only played Silent <laughs> Hill yeah. 1 and Silent Hill Homecoming so far. That's it. Or Silent Hill Origin. We right? haven't played Homecoming yet. No. Yeah, we played Origin. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you poor bastards. Yeah. Origin was really fucking good, man. I like it. No, I'm not talking we about Origin. One I mean, of the best games play. of all time, Silent Hill 2. <laughs> we are avoiding that for some reason. That's going to be on the show in a couple weeks. Yeah. But whenever you guys play Homecoming, I'm just like, you poor bastards. Yeah, I, that's I don't mind Homecoming, which is not like a ringing endorsement, but 
I had fun. <laughs> All right, and uh, Sue, do you want to introduce what's going to be on next week? Sure. Um, talk you. about yourself for a couple minutes while I look it up. I'll <laughs> tell <laughs> you. I'll tell you yeah. a funny story real quick. I uh, actually, when I was playing this game, I finished it minutes minutes before we recorded it. I had turned it literally. on. Yeah, and literally. I plugged, in, <laughs> I plugged in my headphones, and I forgot to turn down the volume, so I just heard this big, booming voice go, Alfred. <laughs> well, I like I love spamming that menu just uh back and back and forth just ow 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 break. It's gonna be super <laughs> annoying with that Sam's ringtone for the rest of the fucking Hell yeah. year. <laughs> um, so yeah, okay. So next week, now that I have it, next week we are playing the 2007 uh Orange Box Classic Portal. Ooh. Interesting. Can we talk about a puzzle game for an hour? Stay tuned and find yes. out. Well, there's more to talk about with that. We'll, have, we'll talk about the orange box and uh, Valve yeah. in general. It's the first Valve game meant, we played. What it, what it meant for Valve at that time in history. I'm sure there's a ton of behind the scenes stuff. It'd be great what to talk about. Fucking, I, I mean, we'll, I imagine we'll be able to talk about just the orange box in general and what that meant for fucking Xbox. Yeah, there's a story to tell about Portal as well. Yeah, that's um, that's a game that doesn't seem that big that has like a huge amount of information uh, out there surrounding it. Mm-hmm. We'll figure it out. But, uh, oh, and what I should, so that about wraps up everything I do need to say. One, I want to say that this game kind of fits what's currently happening this past week. Yeah, God. I mean, yeah. we're not having a zombie outbreak, but we, I mean, we picked this game way in advance, but we had the Corona outbreak going on through all of 2020 so mm-hmm. far. We had the riots, and I live in, I don't live in Minneapolis, but I live in a suburb of St. Paul. So the riots are all not that far away from me. So I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So I, riots. I was streaming Resident Evil 3 last night. I was very inebriated. And Sam was watching on the live stream. And one of the first things that mentions in the Resident Evil 3 remake is it's like, look at all these riots going on during this pandemic. I'm like, Jesus oh, Christ. God. <laughs> <laughs> that was a unsettling, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say this game's oddly inspiring, honestly, in these times. I like I was when I was revisiting it and I was like, you know, yeah, you're right. Things are pretty shitty right now, but you do have to survive. You go, you go for it. Yeah, it just uh, and like one reason why I had a hard time playing this game for a personal reason, which I'm going to say on the show, anyone that is still listening, is I lost my father in law this past week. But as I'm and, and, and playing a horror game after going through all that kind of trauma, it's not fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really hard. Yeah, we almost even told Mike, like, look, me and Stu will handle this. And Mike's like, uh, no, not you two. No, <laughs> no, I just, Anybody I love this show. <laughs> My wife just listened to this uh, show. Okay, sorry. And <laughs> I can't, I, I will be here every episode unless I can't be. And yeah, so far that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> but It's true. Mike so. told us the other day that we are number five in New Zealand. I was like, okay, Mike, calm down a little bit. Ease <laughs> off that break. Yeah. I haven't been promoted. I've been real like I after what happened to me because I I had walked in and found and found my father in law after he had died of I'm assuming a heart attack. It's like it hit me and it, I just couldn't do anything. But also like playing this game, I didn't like after being in that situation, finding someone that passed away, and then having to fight zombies. I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I don't need this right now. And no one will blame you for wanting Sonic to watch the game. Yeah, I yeah I I'd beaten the first three chapters before he had passed and then the fourth and the fifth chapter i struggled through because i just couldn't but at the same time i wanted to finish it for the show uh, yeah if anybody has any doubts about mike's passion uh here's your evidence yeah, <laughs> it, yeah it's the, part of what my was it, what was it mike the only game you haven't finished is beautiful joe 
<laughs> I apologize, <Damn>. Mike. <laughs> it's, it's a, a good game, game, I swear. It's a good game. It's a really good game, but I couldn't beat it back in the day, and I still never beat it. Maybe one day I'll, I'll emulate it and finish it that way. But Don't we'll do see. that to yourself. No, I probably won't. <laughs> that game oh, was terrible. I love oh, Beautiful Joe. I think beautiful Joe gets so much hate on this show. Oh, and I think we My should favorite start part about Beautiful Joe was Sam going, you should play Beautiful Joe. I'm like, oh, yeah. You should play one of those games, Joe. like, like brick people's consoles there's like a demo or something or no it wiped people's memory cards like if you yeah. tried playing a demo yeah oh beautiful joe mm-hmm. all right and i do want to say as i as i said earlier there we are still doing the contest i'll talk about it more next week because we'll, we'll let it go a little longer just because everything is going on currently in our world mm-hmm. at least here in the usa plus i've been I don't. I'm too busy to worry about contests. But I want to follow us on Facebook. The price we pay for getting a full release of Resident Evil Outbreak. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, where I constantly am usually posting screenshots for the upcoming game. In this case, there'll be a bunch of blue and orange portals next week. Uh, Also, gonna give a quick shout out to our awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Bobby, aka Mike Stoney, who's gonna be on the show at some point. A long time for some time for now, but gonna be on the show. I finally got that ironed out, and we should have him on the show to talk about to talk with him for the first time since we mentioned his name over a hundred times, almost a hundred, almost a hundred times at this point. Yay! Well, more than, <laughs> I have mentioned him a hundred times, just not public, not published a hundred times. <laughs> All right, and I think that about wraps up what I need to say. I want to thank Sam and Jesse for taking time out to join us again. Always for yes. And we will see. And also, we do comic episodes every month. We do MCU, uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. I'm currently passing through that. You got Iron Man 2 that just came out last month. And you'll have Thor later later in June when you're listening to this. So definitely check those out. And we will talk to you. We will see you guys next week. Hi. Bye. Bye. Hi there. Hopefully Bye. we'll be still alive. <laughs> <laughs> ah, damn it, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs>